You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 80. Mr. Kramer goes to Chicago. <laughs> the jet engine going off there. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> All right. And welcome to episode 80 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. And we are starting this one off with a just a groundswell of professionalism off the top. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm glad this isn't how, how Matt was all set up but, uh, over the weekend because that wouldn't, that wouldn't have been good. But uh, uh, yes, uh, and I am Paul French. And today... I am Matt Cutting Kid because it's it's hard to go. No wait, oh wait, wait! I didn't even think of that. I meant for framing pictures. Oh, 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 (laughs) sorry, Matt. Matt's like, what the what the hell? Oh no, we were getting uh, some some of the artwork that we uh, got at Super Show, uh, getting the framing done, and uh, and sometimes it's just easier to do the mats yourself. Yes, because um, we, we went to a place. That's what she said. Hey, now uh, <laughs> we went to a place to get them done and there was a pain in the butt. So we ended up um, and that's what he said. Um, we ended up uh, just doing it ourselves. So we have uh, we have the uh, I've still got to cut the one for uh, for the uh, the Alexander Sarah piece. But uh, we do have Wonder Whale and the Flash mm-hmm. Swordfish. Um, looking great and all ready to go up on Ella's wall in her room, and uh, those were of course the watercolors that uh, that we got from Mike Schwartz, who did Oceanverse, and we'll be we'll be hearing more about him in a little bit because I, yes. I've got his stuff to uh, to put up there. So, so there we have it. That's me. Is that you? That's okay, me. I, I am actually uh, Darren Noel, and I am my my superpower this weekend has been um, Hermit Boy. I, I have been ensconced in my loft for all of Sunday because there's supposed to be this really massive street party because the news menu went out there and told everybody about it. And guess what? Didn't happen. Oh. So, you know, I went out to uh, the Dogwood Festival and enjoyed what we like to refer to as Pollen Palooza uh, <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> where, the, where the mass of the, uh, the pollen has fallen out and clumped and it's just blowing everywhere. And yeah. I, I had to, you know, go through the. <laughs> the, you know that part of the car wash where it just blows everything off the car? Yeah, that's what we kind of mm-hmm. have to do because mm-hmm. oh. it was attached to everything pretty much. And I sneezed for the rest of the day oh, Saturday. I, I, can, so. I can just imagine. Ugh. Yeah, if you have allergies and you come to Atlanta, you will die. It's true. You're just there is no hope for you. <laughs> you're just making me afraid to ever go to Atlanta. <laughs> exactly. Uh, just saying. <laughs> At least during spring. At least during spring. That's me. Oh, I'm Matt Kramer, <laughs> and uh, today I'm falling asleep at the wheel, boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> a long C2E2, I was going to say, uh, I, I'm C2E2 kid, and I know we joke that, that it's all about oh, me, but yeah, this episode really is. <laughs> Quite literally, all about Matt. <laughs> yeah, and my, my people are going to get in touch with Paul's people, because that's not in my contract, okay? 
<laughs> Did you just what? mute me? <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, I'm trying, but apparently I can't from my computer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pointing the remote at it. <laughs> I'm going through a tunnel. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I take it it's me? Yes. Right. Right. I'm doing this just like Matt. What? Hey. <laughs> oh, I thought it was all about Matt. I didn't do nothing. Uh, my name is Scott Coles. Tonight I am Barrel Full Monkeys Lad. I've had a great, great week. I found Monkey Beer, and this week's Brave and the Bold was all about gorillas. Oh. Oh, it was so sweet. It was oh. so good. Gorilla Grub, Monsieur Mullet, and the gorilla boss of Gotham City. <laughs> nice. And Detective Jim. Damn. Oh, so yeah. It, it, was, it was Monkey Palooza up in that son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, it, was, it, was, it was awesome. Juana Beast awesome. and Vixen are an awesome couple. I, I want to see them again. Very cool. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's well done. It's well done. It's good. They always are. Mm -hmm. Bobo's not drunk, though, in this version of himself. <laughs> I'm used to the shadow-packed Bobo, and we got the uh, Sherlock Holmes Bobo, so uh -huh. that's, that's fine. It works. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, I'm, I know that there's some, some Legion uh, news to go over, um, but it all really, when you get down to it, it all stems <laughs> from C2E2, where our own Jimmy Olsen, our own intrepid Devlin Orion... <laughs> um, made his way around. Um, I'm not sure which one's better, Matt. You can either have the stretchy elastic powers or whatever the hell it was Devlin had. Um, it, he was kind of the reflecto kind of thing, wasn't he? So, oh, yeah. Only it wasn't a saga with him. It was just. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was what it was. Um, but uh, but yeah. So you you had uh, you had quite the time. Let's let's get just a little sort of summary of of events as it were and then we can uh, we can get into sharing some of the, the the cool interviews that you were able to get oh it was a it was a blur of about two days now that i'm thinking about it because we hit the show floor on friday morning and then it was just go around and start talking to people we got in and i went straight back to Artist Alley and just <laughs> seeing who was all set up at during the professional only hours. <laughs> and uh, I dropped wait, my wait, sketch. Wait, someone was calling you a professional? I know. What's up with that? <laughs> Gets his name printed in a book one time. I know. Professional. professional. Um, two, two, volumes, two volumes. Oh, Darren. Two volumes. Two volumes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, hey, I didn't get the Matt Kramer newsletter this week. <laughs> 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 Insert Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I tried, but his wife wouldn't let me. But I'm cold. Oh. Oh. Wait, where's this guy? I thought it should be MGF you asked me. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. And, yeah. I, I, basically, basically, the whole convention was me running around. I, I, I only bought one book for the whole show, one comic, the whole show. And what was that? I got the uh, variant cover of uh, Justice Society, the one with Starman on the cover. Nice. For five bucks. <laughs> Damn. Not bad at all. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I, I've obviously got more stories, but they'd probably be better around the interviews themselves. Okay, then I'll actually enough. remember the details. All right. Now, now tell us some of the stuff about the, uh, the, the folks that, that you didn't get a chance to interview. People that you met, listeners, that kind of stuff. Oh, uh, I met uh, David Theobald and his... Yeah, we got a couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> met David and his husband Jake. Nice. Met uh, Tom Harris and cool. his boyfriend Peter. I'm and, sensing uh, a trend in the demographics. I know, right? See, go back. Got chicks doing this podcast, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and that's and what your Nate that's is. what your wife made me say. <laughs> oh, uh, I was gonna press my button. Damn it! Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, man. Oh, boys, I'm sure they're fabulous. It doesn't matter. Oh yeah, and, and uh, Dave who's, uh, goes by draws out on the forums. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes. uh, there, there are a few oh, other creators that I got a chance to meet, but couldn't quite work out <laughs> getting interviews with. I met Jim Shooter. He was more than willing to talk to us, but then during his signing, he became suddenly ill and had to leave the convention. Violently ill? Did he puke on you? I don't know that for... He may have. (laughs) Well, not on you, because that would have known. Not on me. They have puked on you and you don't know about it? Wait a second. How does that work? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? This is really good beer. That's the... um, uh, the, the, the flying, flying monkey, monkey popsicle illusion. Isn't that awesome? That's nice it stuff. It is very good. It's very hoppy. I'm very amazed. Hoppy. You, uh, yeah, I can't believe that. The, I can't believe you haven't tried that before. That's awesome. I've never seen it before. Damn. I guess my, lo- my local shop only just got it. So. Cool. Very cool. I'm here with Tony Harris. Hi, Tony. How are you doing? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you. And, uh, towards the end of the uh, post-zero hour Legion run, you did a bunch of those covers. And were you a Legion fan before that? Um, not per se. I, I never. I'm, I'm not not a fan of the Legion characters, but I never read the book in earnest, and, and I wasn't incredibly familiar with the characters. But um, but it was a, a unique opportunity um, in my career to do something different. And I did those covers with Tom Feaster. Uh, collaborative effort, and um, it was a, a chance for me to change my style completely and do something that had more of an animation animation cell look. And uh, it was a really, really unique working experience, and, and uh, I think some of the stuff I'm most proud of in my career. Yeah, because it took a few issues before I even recognized it as your work. Yeah, it's, it, like I said, it's, it's completely different than anything I've ever done. Definitely very cool, and it, it's uh, kind of similar to what you're doing now with X Machina, and that's about to be wrapping up. Are you excited for that to be towards the end now after how many years? Uh, six years, yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss it. I'm, I'm kind of bummed out that it's coming to an end, but but uh, today at the Wildstorm panel, we're, we're going to be announcing my new my new book right after X Machina. That's awesome. And uh, at the, I think it was the Emerald City Con, James Robinson said that there's going to be a new Shade mini series coming out. Yeah. Are, are you going to have any involvement in that at all? Nope. <laughs> but uh, got to say that you and James' work on Starman is probably my favorite comic uh, of all, all time. So thank you very much. No problem. And thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me. You're welcome. All right. So, so Matt, who else did you did you meet up with? Uh, Let's. Did you get to talk to the Raging Bullets guys? I did. I met with uh, met Jim and Sean. <laughs> Talk to them 
talked to them a bit and they were they're always fun to talk to absolutely they're, they they're just great cool guys huh did they tell you how cool you were no <laughs> <laughs> you need a big sigh after that man that would have been awesome <laughs> <laughs> Just so they feel really bad about it when he's listening. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. There's got to be a wah-wah. Wah-wah. Um, no, wah, no yeah. I'll just go with the one that I used then. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so why don't we get into one? We'll, we'll get into one of the interviews now. Uh, let's uh, let's talk first to Cliff Chang. Um, Cliff Chang. Oh, yeah. Cliff Sigurd. is just such a fantastic artist, I got to say. And, and speaking of this week's Brave and the Bold, didn't he do the art on it? Or is that or is he in the next one? What are you talking about? Yeah, what are you talking, talking about? about? The comic or are you oh, the comic? About? Yeah, the There's comic the too. <laughs> this is a Brave and the Bold comic. <laughs> wow, <laughs> they got that You're stuff in comic about books the show, now? Matt. You, okay, you, uh, did they deprive you of oxygen? TV, what happens? Yes. <laughs> All right, so let's to let you cut up, come up for air every once in a while. Seriously, because wait a second, if Cliff Chang is doing uh, Brave and the Bold, then yes, he is. Um, if he is, then yes, he is. Brilliant. If he is, then I'm. Then I must. Then it must be mine. Mm, is what I'm saying. Be. Oh, because I tend to. I, I, I'm going with these sort of on an issue by issue. You know, do I want to check this one out? Do I want to check that one out? I wish I could. My shop doesn't get them. It sucks. And, oh. and um, because I got I had the special order of Legion, so oh, getting... that does suck. Yeah, yeah so 33. Um, oh. oh, oh, here we go. It's Ladies' Night. Um, ladies' Night. So it is uh, Ladies' Night. Batgirl, Wonder Woman, and Zatanna uh, enjoy Ooh. a nice, peaceful evening on the town that absolutely won't be interrupted by any kind of superhero hijinks <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> And if you yeah, believe that, that's that, not going to end well. <laughs> and if you believe that, there's a giant bronze globe in Metropolis we'd like to sell you. And so, <laughs> yeah. yes, that is going to. Okay, so, yes, there you go. Verified. Woohoo. Verified. Not that crazy. <laughs> and yeah, his art's awesome. Fact so, check in. So, you got a chance to talk to, uh, to Cliff. And here's what he had to say. Indeed. And roll the clip. This is Matt here at C2E2, and I'm here with uh, Cliff Chiang. Hi, Cliff. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Great. Yeah, thanks for talking to us. And uh, I was chatting with you a little earlier about the uh, infectious glass that you did in the Dr. 13 story. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Uh, yeah, she's... Uh I have to admit, I'm not like the the biggest Legion uh, fan. Like, I, I don't know that much about the history, but I've always thought they're pretty cool. And uh, I was at a show, and someone requested uh, a Legion sketch. I didn't know who he wanted, but he, he presented to me a bunch of people. They're probably, I think, all from the uh, substitutes. And uh, yeah, subs are a bunch of interesting characters. Yeah, yeah, and I think they're well loved. Like, Definitely like a cult following. So, um, and I, I saw Infectious Class, and I knew I had to draw. I think it was something to do with the the boots and the mucus arms. Um, you know, it's like a you know irresistible combination. So, you know, when, once I found out what her power was, it was, it was great. Exactly, makes people sick. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for taking this little bit of time to talk sure. to me. And so, so there we there we go. There's there's Cliff Chang. You gotta love just the idea of Infectious Last making her way back anyway, and especially in such an unexpected spot as, uh, as that Dr. 13 series. 
Oh yeah, and Cliff Cliff is just the nicest guy to talk to, and he I, was selling his fir- first ever uh, sketchbook that he put out, and I was the first sale of his first ever sketchbook. Excellent. Booyah! Aww. There you go. See, I like the idea that he had you know like a bunch of legionnaires to choose from, and he had like the subs. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Exactly. <laughs> his, his style was so suited to them. Oh, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So um, just looking at some of the things that did come out of the DC Nation uh, panel on Friday, uh, of course, Paul Levitz was one of the speakers. And one of the things he, jo- he okay. joked about uh, when he was talking about his return to uh, Legion of Superheroes is that he filled his brain with too many Legionnaires and home planets. <laughs> and of course, he enjoys the power of God that a writer enjoys over his characters. And um, <clears throat> he said, when you go to a high school reunion, you don't really get to decide who had a failed marriage. Um, and, and, and when he compared it to the high school reunion, he said, you know, there's the fa- the people that have the bad marriages and poor choices and those that you simply wish were dead. Hmm. And, mm. <laughs> oh. he, clearly he went to a tough high school. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, it was bed I mean, um, he said, uh, they talk about what's up with the various Legion teams. And he said, a lot of what I'm doing is picking up on recent arcs on Superboy, as well as Legion of Three Worlds. Earthman is big in the first arc. Gates transports people around in the second arc. And shrinking, <laughs> and, and shrinking Violet will vomit as a result. <laughs> oh, poor Violet. <laughs> Yay, vomit. Um, so, yeah, he, so he says that he, he will... Um, there were, I guess one of the fans asked some specifics about the, the Traveling Legion or the Legion in the past. And, of course, the Traveling Legion, he'll, he'll, he'll be touching on a bit, but the... Uh, the stuff for the um, uh, the folks trapped in the past, of course, have been dealt with in the Superman books and in Adventure Comics recently. So, so that's that one. Also, um, they mentioned uh, something about whether or not we will see the. Um, okay, I guess someone asked him. They're talking about how the next. Um, Next arc of uh, of the Flash is gonna is going to or this first arc is going to deal with uh, time travel to the twenty fifth century, and he said, uh, yeah. and so people were asking, you know, will we see the Tornado Twins and John Fox? Now, Tornado Twins were in the thirtieth century, were they not? They were. Right. Yes. Now, um, that's what I'm wondering because uh, there's a lot of people have been talking about how Iris was was sent to the twenty fifth century, and it was never that. It was that's where Zoom's from. She was sent to the thirtieth century. So whether that whether or not that part got retconned, I'm not sure. But you gotta have the tornado twins in the 30th century. I mean, come on. So uh, so anyway, so this um, I guess this guy was asking about the status of the tornado twins and John Fox specifically, and um, and so he said, yeah, eventually you'll see them. Though whether or not that happens in the first arc, you, you won't know, or he uh, won't say. Uh, but they and they said, can you spoil whether we'll see the tornado twins and, and John Fox? And he said, no. Eventually, you will see them. <laughs> so I guess he means no, he can't spoil it. Um, and then yeah. they asked him, uh, "What about more Rainbow Girl?" And he said, "That's a question more for Paul Levitz." Ooh. So, so there you go. And of course, mm-hmm. uh, they mentioned uh, Green Lantern Corps being taken over by Tony Bedard, um, and um, and and I guess. Uh, what Ian Sattler said was something specifically about how this new work will will have an effect on Rebels as well. 
uh, a title he feels is deserving of a wider audience. So hopefully that means a little bit of integration to it so that there's, um, you know, just a couple of, a uh, couple of little extra bits, uh, um, you know, to, to lead people over to rebels. I mean, they should already be reading rebels cause it's just an awesome book, but. Oh yeah. But sometimes she's out this week and some, yeah, exactly. Cause sometimes that's just not enough, unfortunately, but, uh, um, also some no, other, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, and speaking of Paul Levitz, I had a chance to meet him this weekend. Woo! Yeah. He, he was a, the, just the nicest guy. We talked for right, about five minutes, and he said good things about the show, and you know, nice. we, we, we may be having him back on in the future. Good things about the show, except for me, right? <laughs> well, I, I wasn't my, supposed to say anything to guy. What Except the, the monkey man. What was that all about? <laughs> On a beast? What a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, and speaking further of Paul Evitz, of course... Um, the um on amazon.com you we're seeing uh, the legion of superheroes great darkness saga deluxe edition available for pre-order now and coming in november Woo! um something uh from uh, collected editions um that's a collected editions.blogspot.com they said a, a hardcover great darkness isn't a great surprise and I'm, I'm assuming this is of the 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 what is it the dc um dc classics i believe yeah, dc classics, classics library. library yeah Okay, and uh, he says it's not a, su- a great surprise given that the, the original book is out of print and that Levitz is, is about to begin a new run on Legion and that DC has already announced a new Legion of Superheroes prologue to Darkness paperback that leads into Great Darkness. What is a surprise is the deluxe format, which makes the hardcover a bit bigger. That's, that's encouraging. Well, and in my Size opinion, matters, so they... Hey, now. Um, in my and, and the uh, this is in in this writer's opinion uh, adds some extra value for the reader even if they already own an old dog-eared copy of Darkness. Mm. Um, however, the prologue book has been that was previously announced in February has been removed from Amazon. Oh mm. no! No, you can't really trust Amazon's listings. Well, and that's that's very true. Uh, clearly, um, and it, but it says uh, but. But but yeah, but, didn't they have a Marvel debacle recently with Drake? <laughs> exactly. Now here's something else though. Um, the Great Darkness um, Deluxe Edition has been announced at 416 pages. Ooh. So could it so be maybe combining the two? Could that be that the, the prologue issues end up in there as well? Um, so because the original uh, uh, trade paperback version of Great Darkness is 192 pages. Because it's wow, two, it's, it's two ninety through two ninety four, right? So yeah, maybe it's and, got that annual in it, the follow up one. You think? Oh, you'd think it would have to. The curse. Well, the curse was in the in the original one, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, it was. So. so who's who pages? What's that? Mm. Well, who's who pages? There you go. Yeah, it could be. It could be who's yeah. who pages. Yeah. They, they're fond of doing that with trades. So. So anyway, so so. It'll be interesting to see how that, you know, I mean, yeah, you know what? You know when to believe it is when the solicits hit. Yeah, so when it shows believe. up. And even then. <laughs> Maybe not even then, yeah. Yeah, you know, even then, you know, come on, we're still waiting on the, on the, uh, on the Suicide Squad showcase. and, and uh, What? Who? Hey, you know what? Someone should do a Suicide Squad podcast. We are not doing <laughs> I'm just, a Suicide I'm just saying. Squad podcast. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's some of the, uh, some of the news that came out of C2E2. Um okay. 
I may have a little bit of news from there an we unnamed, go. from an unnamed oh, source. Wait, about wait, wait. New, news. Hold I gotta on. do news music. Wait, 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 wait. All right, all right. Hang on. <laughs> hang on. Almost. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. And <laughs> go <laughs> to the left. Well, they, uh, someone. I believe this came up at the retailers summit. But they were asked about the Legion flight ring, and they said, it's true that we haven't done one yet. Bum, bum, bum. I had to do that because I don't have that stinger. <laughs> so <laughs> it's the it's the yet that's very telling. Yeah, it's, it's on its way. Let's hope. Yeah. I, I, I'll, be a, I'll be a blue lantern for my green lantern for my legion flight ring it'll be great hey the, the you know i was i was expecting the flash ring to end up being the same as all like basically the same molding as all the green lantern rings you know and just do one they would just put one out in yellow with a lightning bolt on it but it's a completely different mold oh yeah it even has the little button the little on button. the side exactly so yeah very cool um so yeah i you know, given their their predilection for rings at the at the moment, I can't see them missing out on that opportunity. So, uh, so there we go. There's a scoop, a scoop. <laughs> Those don't just happen anywhere. Um, all right, <laughs> that's right. That's Not right. Not just Jerry's anymore. I said it. Uh, I said uh, it. Mm, I want ice cream. It's out of this world. All right, so uh, so let's uh, let's get back to some more interviews. Let's um, let's see. You also talked to Adam Hughes. Tell us a bit about how how that came about. Well, I I got in touch with his art manager slash uh, girlfriend <laughs> Allison, and uh, I got in touch with her on Facebook and said, "Can I get a few minutes of Adam's time?" And she she said that Legion fans are very rabid about Adam's work, so she'd love to set it up. Oh, really? Mm. Interesting. All right, we let's, are. Let's hear what he well. had to say. I'm here with Adam Hughes. Hi, Adam. Hey, how you doing? Hey, thank you very much. How's the con going for you so far? Uh, my people tell me I'm having a good time, so I'll <laughs> say I'm doing well. Oh, yeah. You've had a constant stream of people at your table since I've been here, and I'm yeah. sure it's going to be like this all weekend long. Uh, the, the trick is to uh, less less supply than demand. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the way to go. But, oh, uh, I first became aware of your work when you were working on Legionnaires, alternating your stuff with alternating art with Chris Sprouse. <laughs> Did you, uh, were you a fan of the Legion before you worked on it? Um, no, actually. Uh, one of the great things about the Legion of Superheroes is it's always occupied its own corner of the DC Universe, and its fans have always been a very specific fan base in one particular sort of uh, uh, corner. Right. And as a kid growing up, I was not reading Legion because it was one of those, it felt like a soap opera that you were coming into, and it's like, who are all these characters? And even though, uh, 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 like, Superboy was sort of the gateway drug for Legion of Superheroes, like, no, 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 if you read Superman and Superboy, Superboy's actually in the Legion of Superheroes, you can make the transition. I never did. But I loved 
the Legionnaires when the beer bombs and Chris Cross and Carl Story were doing it. Mm -hmm. I was reading it then, going, "Oh my goodness, this is a wonderful, a wonderful book with a, a great cast of characters." Uh, that's when I really sort of fell in love with the characters, and uh, I was lucky that uh, Chris Cross, while being brilliant, is not the fastest guy in the world. Faster than me, certainly, but not the fastest. So they needed a little help, and uh, they brought me in. And uh, I grew to love the characters as I worked on them. So I guess that the issue with, with the underwater hotel was, was probably one of my favorite issues of that run. It's, it was bizarre, too, because when they, when they when they said, will you do a fill-in issue of Legionnaires, I said, sure, wow, great, outer space adventure. I can't wait to do some sci-fi stuff. And they said, it's all going to take place in Atlantis, and everybody's wearing bathing suits. And I went, well, great. Yeah. And since then, you've done a few uh, Legion covers, and uh, have you, which characters have you come to like the best? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, I'm, I'm such a fan of the strong female characters that I always I always really enjoyed Andromeda. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I have to say, I, I really like Triad. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed her. Um, interestingly enough, I've just gotten done finishing the, uh, the last few bits and pieces on my... Uh, my coffee table book for DC Comics, and um, we have a section in the book uh, featuring my early work for DC, my pre-digital work, and uh, we've got a few pages uh, dedicated to the Legion of Superheroes. Awesome, awesome. Uh, a few sketches, a few, uh, uh, a few uh, pinups that people might not have seen, and, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was interesting looking at the stuff and actually going back over the material going, oh my goodness, I actually was a part of the Legion of Superheroes for a short time. And, uh, what are you working on right now? I'm working on recovering from working on a coffee table book about my stuff. Um, I'm not really sure what I'm working on now because I've been I've been pretty much doing nothing but the coffee table book since I'd say February. Wow. So um, actually, my art director is here at the show this weekend, and we're going to have a little uh, a little dinner tomorrow night and probably talk about what I'm going to work on next. So uh, we'll see. It could be anything. Yeah. I just heard while I was standing here that you're basically the new DC style guide. I don't, I don't believe a word of that. That's, that I, I believe that's some, I, you know, I believe it's a prank. I've, I've been pumped. I've been pumped. It can't be true. All right. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to talk with me. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Thank you. So as, as you can tell, as you can tell there, um, the con was clearly pretty busy. Uh, certainly by the time we got to... Uh, to Adam, it was. Uh, I'd say of, of all of them, that's probably the the, the most sound you had around you. Um, oh yeah, and that's because of his location. He was right next to the lines for David Finch, Mike Mignola, mm. Ethan Van Skyver, and all the Star Wars people. Oh yeah. Oh, there oh. you go. There you go. So Those Star Wars people, mm. Star Wars contingent, they're always very vocal. I, and exactly. you know, and you know, because because I'm not as well versed in in. Uh, in, in that era of the Legion, you know, for me, it's the it's it's generally the classic era. But uh, I I honestly had forgotten um, the work that he had done on the Legion, and so it was kind of cool to just listen to 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 him talk hmm. about that. Yeah, he 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 looked just so disappointed talking about that. How he'd wanted to do the do the the uh, whole outer space sci-fi adventure, and he gets to draw people in their bathing suits at the hotel. <laughs> Seriously, but but Shock let's face it. Fasting. Yeah, well, that's just it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. you know, it's sorry, dude, All the but, but you're, women, you're the man got, for that stuff. Know, <laughs> got a little, you know. Yeah. Mm. But his uh, coffee upcoming coffee table book sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, wh when did he say that's coming out? Sometime this summer. 
That'd be very cool. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've always been a big fan of his art. And uh, so it'll be, it'll be cool to, to see it in that way. So, um, all right. So you also managed to get a little bit of time with Jamal Eigel. <laughs> yeah, I had, to, had to make sure my voice got added to what you guys did <laughs> at <laughs> Super Show. What we did. <laughs> yeah. What we did, yeah. All the trouble we got into. Oh, oh man. Oh, jinx. All right. All right, so let's uh, let's uh, listen to a bit of Jamal. I'm here now with Jamal Eigel. Jamal, thanks for talking with me. Oh, no problem. Yes, yeah, so now I can say that you've talked to all of us, just not at the same time. <laughs> so, and, uh, unfortunately, Supergirl 52 comes out this week, so I can't ask you any specifics. But I've uh, noticed that there's a lot of creative team changes going on in the Superman books. And right. you, how long are you going to be on Supergirl? As long as it, as, basically, as long as you get paid. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it, it's pretty open-ended. So, you know, so I'm not really too, too worried about it. But, um, no, I'm back on Supergirl with issue 53. So. Very cool, very cool. Like I, I told Sterling a few times over Twitter, Supergirl is a book I hadn't read in ages until you guys came on, and now it's one of my favorite books Thank every you. month. Thank you very no much. Problem, no problem, no problem. We were asked on the forum, and I've got to ask you a couple questions okay. about uh, Brainiac and Supergirl's dog. Do you know anything about this? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, so, sorry about that. But, but uh, you want me to lie? I'm not going to lie. Sure, you can lie. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. Okay. And I hope you have a great show. All right. All right. So, there we go. So, we finally have um, a, a, a clear answer on, well, as, as clear an answer as there's going to be. On the, At least uh, from Jamal. <sighs> exactly. Yeah. This, this does not mean... <laughs> We can someone can hold of Sterling Gates. We'll find out. Yeah, sure. people can change this stuff anytime. You know, it. Um, all it takes is for someone to say, "Yeah, that was kind of cool that they had, uh, you know, um, the, you know, Kara Docs in there." Yeah, that'd be awesome. Let's do something with that. You know, it's going to happen at some point. Oh yeah. Yep. Mainly, Everything happens at some point. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No stone is ever left unturned. No. So. <laughs> so, uh, so talk to us about uh, a bit about the the show in general. Uh, it, it, this is the this is of course the first uh, the first C two E two, and um, and so so you know the the expectations were certainly high coming off. Uh, at, you know, let's face it, the last con these guys started up was New York, and, uh, and oh yeah, it's, it's done well for them. Well, overall, it was a it was a good show. The floor plan itself seemed a little a little. Uh, smaller than the Rosemont setup, but they also have the had all the panel rooms up mm-hmm. on the second second floor. Right. And the I'd say the crowd turnout was also maybe a little smaller than than the Wizard Con, but this is also a very busy time of year for people with like with kit with uh sports and all sorts of that still going on for the mm-hmm. kids at school. But I'd say there were probably 25,000 people there. Wow. Nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, nothing yeah, to ex- sneeze at. Exactly. I mean, it's just a matter of as long as you got it in a big enough uh, venue, you're, you know, <laughs> it, it just doesn't seem as, uh, as, as, uh, as packed. 
So, so is the venue itself? You said it's it's pretty similar in size to um, to Rosemont. Oh yeah, yeah. No. But but it, I'd say like uh, size and layout wise, but it, it was a much cooler format and yeah. much cooler venue. There were actual windows, so mm-hmm. you. <sighs> So you didn't feel like you're in the basement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Most, most comic fans are used to being in the basement. Look at Scott. Hey. Mm. We're in the he, monkey cave right now. I'm just saying it's natural he, habitat. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Whatever. Just because it's true doesn't mean it's not hurtful. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Baby cakes. I'm sorry. That's it. I gotta get another beer now. There you go. Yeah, there were awesome, awesome choices in the in the cafe in the convention hall itself too. An awesome barbecue place. Oh yeah. Did they put? uh, Tell me though, if they had had cornbread, did they put sugar in it? There was no (laughs) cornbread, but if there if there were, it would have had sugar. Hey, Uh, I have it on good authority from another Southerner. Heretics. I I have it on good authority from another Southerner that it it is okay to have sugar in cornbread. Where are they from? Yeah. Well, it would it would be our our good friend Mr. Wet Rats. Mm. Yeah. Stewart. Oh, Stewart's up there. Well, yeah, they put sugar in the cornbread in North Carolina because they're using a vinegar based barbecue sauce. Ah. Uh. Oh. But if you're using a tomato base, it's already sweet, so you don't need sugar in the cornbread. Science. <laughs> There it is. There uh-huh. it is. Nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I understand that there were some people who actually resembled Legionnaires very closely. Oh, yeah. There were a ton of Legionnaire cosplayers there. Apparently, uh, there was a comic store, uh, Third Coast Comics, uh-huh. and he organized a whole bunch of his employees and people who came into the store to dress like Legionnaires. I saw a white witch and a lightning lass. And wow. Were they together? Yes, they were together. Damn. Sweet. And Sorry, I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, did, I didn't get pictures of them because when I saw them, they were going out to find food, and I didn't want to bother them. Yeah, and, yeah. And then I also ran into Brainiac 5 and Andromeda, which I'm guessing is our clip up next. Yeah, that's right. And was Brainiac 5 trying to kill us all? Yes, obviously. <laughs> of course he was. <laughs> just making sure. Okay, so I, I just find it interesting that it was Brainy and Andromeda, you know, and uh Oh just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's just that's just kind of a kind of a neat thing to see. So let's let's listen to what they had to say. I'm here with Brainiac Five and Andromeda. How are you guys doing today? Great. Doing good. So uh what why are you uh what makes you want to cosplay as Brainiac Five and Andromeda? One of uh, the uh, people that we know owns a comic book shop, and uh, he decided that uh, he wanted everybody to do Legion of Superheroes, because he's a big Legion fan, and we were all, uh, I think it was actually somebody, we noted that one of the people in the comic book club uh, looks very much like the other 
uh, another person. <laughs> and so those two girls were going to go as, uh, as uh, what is it? Uh, uh, well, triplicate girl, they were going to find another person. Awesome. And, uh, and so then that evolved into, well, I like Legion too. And, uh, and um, so there are a whole bunch of us wandering around as Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, I've, got, I've seen a few around. Uh, we've got Saturn Girl. Uh, we've got uh, the, the triplicate girl. I don't know whether they got all three or whether it's just one of them or how many we have. Yeah. How many we have. <laughs> and uh, we've got the first Andromeda here and uh, awesome. the Five. And then we have somebody did Lightning Rose. Yes. I think that's yeah, I think that's and the White Witch is around White here Witch, too. Yeah, that, that's right. Uh, and I think there might be a few more. Uh, we haven't met them yet. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are longtime Legion fans? Um, yeah, I am actually, but uh, she's a, she's a new Legion fan. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, how long have you been reading the book? Um, since the seventies. Okay, so <laughs> obviously Brainiac Five is your favorite character. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. What do you like about him? Um, he doesn't have any obvious superpowers. He just thinks his way through <laughs> stuff. Yes, and, and that's that. Yeah, that's it. He invented the Legion flight wing. That's it. It's just sometimes he goes crazy and right, right, kills right, some right. people. Yeah, and mad scientists are my also my favorite <laughs> sort of thing. Awesome. Uh, what do you like about Andromeda? That's a good question because I have not been able to find enough issues where she has enough presence. Ah. I have a real good idea about the character. Okay. Yeah, she's basically Supergirl. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed intriguing. But yeah, yeah. Well, uh, thank you guys very much. Thanks. And I uh, hope you have fun the rest of the con. Sure. Good to meet you. So, so, so uh, Third Coast Comics, I'm assuming that is a, uh, a Chicago area store then? I'm I'm assuming so as well. Oh, I guess it would be Third Coast. You know, yeah. they, the, the name didn't even clue in, but uh, yeah, so that, that that actually makes a lot of sense. So <laughs> they, they they seem to have quite a few really cool uh, really cool sounding stores because this one sounds cool because he was asking people to dress up as freaking legionnaires. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't cool. get any cooler than that. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's that's just kind of a neat thing. I think. Yeah, I, I would have loved to talk to him, but his booth is always swamped. I mean, obviously yeah. with the with the, with the White Witch and the Lightning Glass he had there. Seriously, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I can sense the fanboy happiness from here. Don't worry. <laughs> mm-hmm. So sure retail wise, sure some hotel parties going on, baby. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I know you didn't do a lot of shopping yourself, Matt, but uh, retail-wise, did you get a feeling that uh, that other people were finding some deals? Because I know that the Chicago, like Wizard World Chicago, is generally looked at as a, as a very, very good retail com, uh, com- convention. Actually, kind of from what I'd heard, a lot of people weren't weren't doing a lot of a lot of shopping. Now actually, is, is that because just because of the quality of the guest list that they had? I'd say that probably had a lot to do with it because Artist Alley was always was always packed. Yeah. And the the retail area was kind of in a kind of in an odd location because on what I on one half of the room were all of the exhibitor booths and on the other half were retailers. But the the area where the retailers were, when you walked straight ahead, you got to nothing, mm-hmm. 
but where the exhibitors were, when you walked straight ahead, you got to Artist Alley. So it was a little busier over on that side of the con. Now right. it might have it might have been a lot busier shopping on Sunday. I don't know because I was only there Friday and Saturday. Yeah, Sunday is always the busy shopping oh, day. Oh, okay, so. I get you. I get you. All right then. So um, you also had uh, a chance to to talk to uh, to someone that we've the most of us have met before. Actually, we've all met before and that is adam withers from the uh uniques that's uh adam withers in comfort love of course and um you know and and i i really regret that that we didn't get uh adam onto the show at, at super show uh, i think it was because we were leaving him for matt that's my story <laughs> and i'm sticking to it because i i didn't realize uh, what what a huge legion fan he is and and listening to uh you know li- listening to the interview before was um it was just like, yeah, wow, we really missed out not dragging him in. To be oh, fair, yeah. to be fair, he was busy. <laughs> yeah, he was, oh, he yeah. was completely swamped. Yeah. He was completely swamped yeah, at uh, C2E2 as well. I had to talk to him before the show hours even started. Uh-huh. And he was busy the whole con. Oh, that's great. That's great to hear because they do some beautiful work. And uh, it's just nice to see that, uh, you know, they're getting their name out there. And I, and mm-hmm. I think that's great. You know, I think a lot of people, you know, it, it's great to see that uh, that that going to a con is is, is all like they're always, always busy. And, and they should be because they're incredibly talented. And, yeah. And it's just really and their nice stuff keeps getting better. It really oh, yeah. does. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, I look at stuff they, they, you know, even just from from a couple of years ago, not even a couple of years ago, like, well, I guess that, I guess, yeah, the... A couple uh, of years, last Super Show. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, you know, and, it, and I, I thought it was really, really good stuff that they were doing then, but then I was mm-hmm. looking at, uh, like, just, just watching some of the sketches that they were doing uh, at, at Super Show, and it's just like... Uh, well, you know, there's the poster that they did that was fantastic. But then, uh, you know, seeing them doing sketches at uh, at Third and Spruce, and it was just like, like first off, you got to admire the work ethic. Okay, I mean, that's just a very cool thing. You got to admire um, that that the, they're just like, hey, we got a job to do and we're getting it done. And uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, they don't like to come in the next day to a big list. They like to get it done. And uh, and and that's admirable on its own. Um, you know, a little crazy. Hey, yeah, just, it's, it's well, a, the only time I didn't see them drawing at, at uh, Super Show was when we were at Third and Spruce, and even then, I think no, no, when, Comfort uh, had like a pad out or something, didn't she? Saturday night, Saturday night when we were when when we were at Third and Spruce, they they were doing sketches. They were sitting See, at that middle I don't table. Much about Saturday night. <laughs> well, while everyone was doing the karaoke, they were sitting in mm. that middle table and they were doing sketches because they were doing um, James Harden's uh, Pulp Fiction comics uh, mm. uh, sketchbook, and uh, and they and because he has that massive binder of reference, and so they were they were going through that and um, yeah binder yeah so of reference. Oh, it, that is hardcore. <laughs> that that, that <laughs> is you know and 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 so uh, so no they always working always working and that's it's i think that's really impressive and uh and so uh we'll, we'll have to find we'll have to get adam on again sometime because that'd be, just be really cool he's a, he's a good guy to talk to so let's uh let's listen to a little bit of uh, the unique now i'm here with adam withers and comfort love of the uniques how are you guys doing we're doing, doing great fine. Good to hear. And uh, can you tell me a little bit about the Uniques? Uh, the Uniques is, well, we've had it described to us by others. We like this as uh, Teen Titans if it was an HBO series. 
Uh, it's a more realistic look at teenagers with powers in a world where powers are a more accepted part of society. And the goal will be taking these characters who are now teenagers and bringing them into their 40s and 50s. The series progresses. Very cool, very cool. Like the adult region. So, there you go. Growth and change, that's what Very it's about. Very cool. Where can we find that online? Uh, right now, uh, you can go to uniquescomic.com, and you can get all of the issues either as digital downloads for 99 cents a piece, or you can order paper copies all through the website. And we just started launching an anthology series called Unique's Tales. All of those stories are available for free on the website. All right, and each one will be releasing each month. Yep. First yeah. Wednesday of every month, you come back, you get a new Unique's Tale. Very cool, very cool. And, you know, I've seen you at a few cons here, and you've always been you're a huge Legion fan. Yes, yes. Especially Adam. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what is it about the Legion? Well, when I came into the Legion, uh, I was first introduced to the concept when they launched the Legionnaires series in the 90s. And it was really the look and design of those characters. Huge cast, beautifully drawn. Chris, mm -hmm. It was my introduction to Chris Sprouse. And oh, I Chris fell Sprouse. in love with the look of that book immediately. It was very slick. It did my favorite thing with costumes, which is there's a uniformity, and yet there's also individual personality in every design. Definitely. So they feel like they all fit together, and yet they're all individual people. The, the diversity of the cast, the excitement of the stories, uh, I just really enjoyed that book a lot when we started. Too short-lived. Far too short-lived. You know, I mean, it ran for a good long while. Uh, if it, in some ways, some people count the Zero Hour reboot as a new era, and in some ways I think of it just as a continuation of yeah. what they started in the Legionnaire series, uh, because it had a lot of the same... Uh, uh, a lot of the same feel to it. You know, a, a lot of the same kinds of ideas. The characters felt mostly the same. They did some interesting new things with them, but it was definitely a continuation of the Legionnaires. All that was lost was the side Legion history. So it was a little easier for me to make that transition than it was for older fans. So I didn't have the same bitterness that way. <laughs> right. I came into the Legion just a little bit before that, with after the uh, John Byrne Superman reboot, right. the crossover that came into the <laughs> Yes, and I didn't know who a single character was in that in the book, but because Superman crossed over into it, I had to buy it. Uh, so they did their job. Yeah, yeah. Hey, crossovers can work, man. They can get it done. I see it every time that you have these really cool group shot yeah. prints. Any chance of you doing a Legion one in the future? I would love to. The only issue is I feel like my favorite era of Legion is the least loved era of all Legion. I, if I were to do one, most people would want to see either something more current or something of the 70s era. Right, right. Which are probably my two least favorite. <laughs> um, I would want to do the Chris Browse characters or, or the Legion Lost characters. Right. Uh, you know, use Shikari or Sensor as a giant snake. Oh, yeah. That's what I would want to do. And that's what would be fun and exciting for me, but I feel like a lot of the fans would come by and they'd be like, oh, this is neat, but I wish you did my favorite Legion. It's yeah. like the characters like the Legion. You can do... Uh, uh, you can do X-Men, and if you do a predominantly 90s X-Men piece, 
with the Jim Lee costumes and everything, people are still really excited. Exactly. If you do a modern X-Men piece, people are still really excited. If you go back to the John Byrne era, people are still, because X-Men just crosses over and it all works. You know, set Justice League. Generally speaking, you can do just about any Justice League and people are still going to like it. Mm -hmm. uh, Legion is trickier because it's the same characters, but the looks define the eras and it does not seem like there's a great deal of crossover in the fandom. They pick that section they love the most yeah. and that's their Legion. Yeah, yeah. There are plenty of people like that. I used to be more stuck in the the, the Revits, the first Revit, the second Revit era, excuse me. Right. Right on Great Darkness Saga, because yeah. that, that was the stuff I picked up from the back issue bins around the time I was buying it. And then I spread out it, and I've gotten to like the, the zero hour, post zero hour stuff a lot more, because I recently reread it all, and ah. it was. It was a lot better than I remember it. Yeah, yeah, it, and it worked really well for its time, too. It did take, in the beginning of the post-Zero reboot, it was really focused, really tight. There was a large section mm -hmm. in the middle where it kind of lost its way. Right. Uh, it felt like they didn't have as strong of a central concept, a driving arc. Uh, but once they started ramping into the Legion Lost storyline, mm -hmm. uh, Legion to the Damned, and then the Lost, and then coming out of Legion Lost, uh, Legion Founder, or whatever, I think that was probably some of the best Legion storytelling I've ever read. I'd agree with that. The chances I would agree they with took that. with the characters, uh, the chances they took with the series, they, were, they had a lot of balls. Definitely, know? definitely. You don't get to see that too often. Right. It's rare that you get to tell a five-year story that's progressing issue to issue, yeah. especially in that time. Absolutely. And the beauty of Legion has always been that because they are so cut off from the rest of the DCU, no matter what's going on in the DCU, they can do their own thing. Mm -hmm. And you can mess with the Legion in ways you couldn't mess with, like the Green Lantern Corps, exactly. because they still have to be part of the Justice League timeline and the, and, and the Superman timeline and the Batman. Everything there has to cross over. Exactly. The Legion... You can mess with the Legion. You can have horrible or wonderful or crazy epic things happen. You can go on a five-year saga with the Legion that does insane stuff mm -hmm. to their entire world, or, you know, worlds, I guess, technically. And that's okay. They'll let you do it because it doesn't have to cross over. So it allows storytellers a freedom of story that you just don't get anywhere else in D.C. The question is how often do they capitalize on that freedom? Definitely, definitely. Because I've always said, well, that is the best part of the Legion. It's also the worst because they can do anything if you haven't been following it. It can be a little tough to get into it can at be times. trickier to jump on. Oh, at least it will look tougher. Yeah. You can jump in and... It's fine. I mean, yeah. when I jumped in, it had been something that had been building for years. How to get rid of Superboy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, yeah. It gave us Andromeda, though. So. <laughs> and you said that Andromeda and Element Ladder are my your two favorite characters. characters. Uh, they were my two favorites, yeah. Uh, again, probably just because of that Chris Browse run when I first started reading. Uh, at first, they just had the designs that most mm -hmm. appealed to me, but as I learned more about the characters, I just really liked their characters Definitely. They were really well-developed, really interesting people. But, you know, I, both of them sort of fit with you. You look at my favorite character list, and you can start to see themes emerging. I mean, Andromeda, my other favorite females are, are 
Power Girl. She-Hulk. I like the strong, sassy, hard-headed, tough-as-nails girl. That's kind a drama. aren't going to take any gun right. off anybody. The kind who don't care about being girly. The kind who don't care about any of that stuff. Let people think what they will, you know? Real strong personality. Definitely, definitely. You know, I like him a lot. So, yeah, it, it was almost like it was custom tailored for me. <laughs> and that's... And, that's the only thing about the Legion. There's one character out there for everyone. And again, like you were saying earlier, both its strength and its weakness. Because on the one hand, when you cast that huge, it's real easy to have somebody you can attach to. On the downside, when you're new coming into it, it can look so big that it's really hard to grasp how everything's exactly. connected. And then you have like what I call the G.I. Joe problem, where my favorite character almost never appears. Right, And when right. he does appear, he's just in the background of panel four, and he doesn't right. do anything. So... If you're not a fan of one of the forefront top-tier guys, then you might not get to see your favorite guy yeah. doing much. I'm a Starboy fan. So, oh, Starboy. Great. So, he has those eras where he'll be in the front, and then you won't see him for yeah, about expensive. a year. Yeah. yeah. He was real strong coming out of Legion Lost. Definitely, definitely. And even through uh, his first appearance in post-Zero Hour, they did a lot of mm-hmm. So... Right. Yeah, ups and downs. Legion has been better than most in dealing with a large cast crowd. Exactly. Give everybody their story. Exactly. Are you looking forward to the new Legion book coming out? I try to keep a healthy amount of skepticism in any new series, especially Legion. Right. And any character, really, that has been rebooted so many times. You know, the new Aquaman, I'm really scared. I love Aquaman to death. Me I'm too. I'm one of the few very loud and vocal supporters of Aquaman, but I always try to remain skeptical. Mm-hmm. Not because it can't be good, not because I'm not excited, not because I'm not curious, but it's better to keep your expectations low and prepare to be surprised than to expect a lot and get too hopeful right. and have your hopes inevitably dashed. Right, right. Well, I like to think I'm being a little skeptical about it, but I'll, I'll be there at the 1 o'clock the day that Wednesday when the yeah, shop opens. Yeah, yeah. You know? sure. Well, you know, you can be skeptical and still be excited. Exactly, exactly. You, you, hope for the worst, or you hope for the best, you expect the worst, then you know, life holds nothing but pleasant surprises. Yeah, I just had the chance to meet Yogi H, you know, the artist of booking. It's awesome stuff. His work, uh, he's posting a lot of his designs on Twitter and all that. It's yeah. very exciting stuff. So It's a good time. You know, but any Legion fan, like I think any Hawkman fan, <laughs> would, would be able to say you just never know. Exactly. You, you exactly. cross your fingers, you dive in, and you hope the water hope warm. Exactly. And not because some kid peed in it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for taking your time to chat with me. It's great. Hope you have a great show. I'm sure I will. Things are looking really good. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. While we're talking about about Adam and Comfort, let's uh, let's take that to, to the next step, talking about sketches. Matt, you got some sketches, didn't you? I sure did. I got some awesome sketches. I got Paul Levitz to actually do the title page of my sketchbook. He wrote Long Live the Legion in a little nice. speed a word balloon coming out from his signature. That's awesome. <laughs> that is sweet. And let's see. I'm turning to my sketchbook so I don't actually forget anything. <laughs> I got an awesome Cockrum-style Timberwolf from Mike Norton. Oh, yeah. Oh. Love Since Mike Norton. Speaking of of people who always do fine work and uh, and and who work hard at the uh, at the cons, getting stuff done. Yeah, yeah he's I a got good one for that. 
got an arm fall off boy as if he were a he-man character from tim seeley he's holding <laughs> oh holding, his deta- holding his detached bloody arm in his well, hold on let's let's think about that arm fall off boy could have easily made it into the stable of he-man characters oh yeah I mean, absolutely and, and Tim said he just... neck and <laughs> wait 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 wouldn't he have been man at arms sidekick? Oh, at... <laughs> hey oh, oh. Man less arm. Oh wait wait where's the uh... <laughs> man without arm? <laughs> uh, Tim said he just uh, beaten a guy to death with his arm. Who says he's useless? <laughs> yeah. Good man, Tilly. Oh. I got an awesome element lad by Adam Withers. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. How awesome was it? It was so awesome that, that even Paul Levitt said, wow. Hey, that's Dang, very, very cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Got a Censor Girl by Art Balthazar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it a little Censor Girl? Because that'd be really sad for her to lose her husband <laughs> that early in life, wouldn't it? Um. <laughs> oh, man. Why you gotta, Why you got to bum us out? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Moving on. Moving on. Uh, a thunder by Franco. No. Uh, a, a cosmic boy by uh, Ildure Sonar. Very cool. Uh, a Supergirl from Jamal Eigel. Oh. And those those were both at the DC booth, so they were just quickies. But yeah. They're still awesome. And uh, last but you can not always least, always get quickies at the DC booth. And Emerald Empress by Steve Bryant. Oh, oh wow! Nice. I can't wait to see the scans of these, and you'll have the oh, scans yeah. up on on the forum, I'm sure. Uh, within the next couple of days, probably. Excellent. <laughs> I, I'm lazy right now. Still. Yeah, seriously, you just came back from a con. <laughs> so, folks, in a few days, check it out. It's forum.legionofsubs2podcasters.com. And you know what you can do in the meantime while you're waiting for Matt to get off his ass and scan his sketches? <laughs> is join the conversation. You can get off Paul's ass about what happened to our site. Oh, <laughs> anyway. oh yeah. Let's, let's just hit that for a second. Wouldn't you know, we do a freaking computer episode. and With the site a computer blo- techie as a guest. I know, right? And, and I think he did it. <laughs> I'm going to come over and say it now. I think Mosby smashed our internet. And then he's like, I don't have to worry about it because he's like, I don't have to worry about it because I'm going to Vegas and uh, yeah, out of touch for a week. You guys have fun with that. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. so he's in Vegas as we speak right now. He he arrived this afternoon. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, it was great to have Chris on, but uh, yeah, but we still got our eye on you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) He's in the auxiliary now. Sorry. Hey, the auxiliary works for people sometimes, you that's know. That's true. That's true. It's, it, does. It, 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 it pays to be a reservist, or yeah. or it teaches you a lesson to be a reservist. However you want to look mm, at that's it. That's probably closer. <laughs> hey, so speaking of Steve Bryant, he's got he's got a little something going on. He sure does. So oh. Steve is bringing back uh, Athena Voltaire. And um, and I, I know he's going to get into this in, in the interview, but I, I, f- I feel it's something that um, that uh, warrants warrants repeating, nonetheless. And uh, and this is over at Kickstart.com. And um, basically, what he's doing is he's he's looking for people to to invest in the project. Essentially, that's what it comes down to, right? Yep. And uh, and I tell you, if you've never read. 
an Athena Voltaire comic, first of all, you're you're missing out on uh, on one of the very cool. Um, I actually it was one of the first. I think it was one of the first nominees in the webcomic uh, uh, area of the Eisners. I believe so. Because I think that was the first year it was nominated in the first year that they they added a web comics category, and uh, and deservedly so. Um, it is uh, it, it's just a, an excellent uh, comic if you're if you're a fan of things like Indiana Jones, um, any of the real pulpy stuff. If you dig in the stuff that's going on in the first wave right now over at DC, then check out Steve's stuff because he's he's doing it for real, and mm-hmm. um, it's it's really cool stuff and. Uh, outstanding art like like he is one of those guys who you know if you if you always loved like the old alex raymond uh art on uh on flash gordon or or like the wally wood stuff that uh, they used to get out of ec in the in the crime books and all that you know and 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 the sci-fi books you know steve is doing that stuff you know he, mm-hmm. he you know but but making it his own and uh, and so I think that uh, that you could do worse than to uh, than to support a, an awesome comic first of all and second of all it's it's like you know he's not just asking you to you know put up some cash to uh, to help out uh, starting up the project I mean that's part of it and he'll get into detail in this interview clip that we're going to play in just a moment but the fact is there's there's benefits to doing so you know it's um, you know m- membership is its own reward and uh, there's some really cool stuff that he's got uh, that he's offering for people who uh, who invest in the project and I, I just think that's really cool because basically what he's saying is hey independent comics it's a tough gig and uh, and he wants to take care of the people who are helping mm-hmm. him realize his vision and I think that's uh, that's really commendable and uh, Steve's just an awesome stand-up guy anyway oh yeah but um, but yeah, so so definitely one to support because if if you love that 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 classic style of illustration, there there are very few people who are doing that these days. You know, there are very few people who are still doing that kind of thing. And you know, it's you know, Steve's one of those guys who uh, who, you know, he 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 inks with a brush and is proud of it. And uh, and and you know, you really see it in his work. And uh, and uh, he he kick he kicks it old school. That's for sure. So let's listen to a little bit of Steve Bryant. Hi, this is Madigan, and I'm here with Steve Bryant of Athena Voltaire. Hi, Steve. How are you doing? Hi, Matt. Uh, great. How about you? Pretty good. How's the con been going for you so far? Exhausting. Uh, you look like it. Thanks, I think. Uh, with, a, with a big yawn right when I start to record. Oh, it's past my bedtime. Apparently, I need to go to bed by, like... Really yeah. At least it's a good exhaustive. I, I need I need a nap and milk and cookies, and I'll be right back for round two. Hang out with your son, have some milk and cookies, and exactly. grow up watching cartoons. Watching cartoons, reading comics. That's my perfect day. Exactly, exactly. And you're doing something uh, that's uh, pretty cool. It's uh, your Kickstarter campaign. Can you tell me about that? Uh, yeah, Kickstarter is a funding campaign, or a funding platform, I should say, for creative individuals, you know, writers, musicians, artists, and cartoonists. And uh, what we're doing is um, we're trying to get some money in place for another Athena Voltaire miniseries. Uh, I've targeted $7,000 to cover um, a two-issue miniseries, and it would allow me the time to work on it for two months, pay Jason Millay, my colorist, to work on the book, cover Kickstarter's fees, and also handle fulfillment of uh, the incentives that we have lined up. So we've got... um, all kinds of uh, original art and sketchbooks and exclusive hardcovers that, you know, people pledge 
much, 25 bucks. Well, I guess the way I should explain what Kickstarter is, it's like public television, but instead of tote bags, you get sketchbooks and original art and uh, pages and stuff, stuff like that. Stuff would much rather get. I think so. But maybe if you collect tote bags, you know, it's not the, the same thing. So, yeah, we've got all kinds of incentives priced for like $10 all the way up to $1,000. And you're already over the $6,000 mark, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we're three weeks in, and we have about five and a half weeks left to go. Wow. Um, so I'm really hoping that, you know, not, I'm not trying to sound greedy, but if we exceed the total, it, it doesn't mean that, you know, I'm going to be diving through big buckets of money like Uncle Scrooge and a duck. You know, I'll, I'll use that money to, uh, to do maybe a three-issue series or a four-issue series. Or, um, you know, a two-issue series in one shot or, or something. So like the more that. people donate, the more they get in one Right. So it's not like I make more money per issue. It's more like you're helping me to produce even more work. And you get to buy some food. Yes. Well, that's the that's the tough thing. You know, all jokes aside, that's the, the tough thing about independent comics is so much of it is paid on the back end, mm-hmm. and many books break even at best. And right. you know, I'm not trying to say, oh, pity me, give me give me money because I have this this labor of love project. That's not the case. That's why you know I think we have some pretty cool incentives that that, that reflect Definitely. how much money you're you're contributing. Anywhere so, from ten up to ten dollars up to whatever you want to donate. Right. Yeah. Um, like for a thousand dollar donation, you get two different covers. Wow. Uh, both covers to the Athena Voltaire black coat uh, one shot. So you get the black coat cover and the Athena cover. Wow. So and plus you get like. Um, a limited edition hardcover that has all of the work to date in it, with, a, with the original drawing in it, an exclusive sketchbook, um, your name in the credits of the book, you know, all kinds of stuff. So it's hopefully it's it's something where if somebody pledges, you know, say. 50 bucks, they get both trades, the sketchbook, and the name of the book. And if people pledge, they, the money isn't taken until the goal is met, is that right. correct? Well, it's taken, uh, if we meet our goal, it'll be taken around like May 25th, because okay. that's the end of the campaign. Okay. So, but yeah, you know, we mentioned the $1,000 uh, donation, but, you know, the $50 donation is both trades and the sketchbook and your name and the credits. $75, you get the exclusive sketchbook, I mean, the exclusive hardcover. And the sketchbook, and you name that. Yeah. So, again, we tried to move it around with a lot right. of things. The hardcover definitely sounds very cool. Oh, thank you. Um, not that it matters on the podcast, <laughs> but I'm supposed to get uh, copies, prototypes of it tomorrow. I will show here at cool. C2E. Cool. I'll have to step back and look at it again. But, yeah, um, I did a really bad job uh, listing the incentives. Can I read the, the Kickstarter site? Go for it. Okay, you can go to... HTTP slash colon slash slash KCK dot ST. You know, like we're breaking up Kickstarter. KCK dot ST slash BKER seven O. The letter O. Or you can go to Kickstarter.com and look under the comics projects. Okay. And uh, we'll, we'll put a link, link in the show notes. Yes, please. And I'm not the only comics creator that's doing Kickstarter. There are a bunch of really interesting projects coming through. Um, by the time this airs, Tyler Chin Tanner will have a project going, and so will uh, Cody Chamberlain. Oh, cool. Both of them are worth checking out, too. So it's, it's a great way for people to kind of help make the kind of comics they want to read happen. Very cool. Very cool. 
Well, awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, oh before I sign off quick, uh, can you tell me a little bit about Athena Voltaire for those who haven't oh. read it? I know. I, I'm just, I'm asking you for me, and I've been reading the book since the webcomic days. It's a uh, 1930s pulp adventure. It's Indiana Jones starring a James Cameron-style female pilot. You know, if you, if you take uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the part where India's running from the Havitos, and he runs from the plane, instead of it being Jock, a guy with a snake, say it's, you know, a really hot adventure, <laughs> and she goes and kicks everybody's ass. Yeah. And as Warren Ellis described it, it's like... Like the mummy, if it, if it, imagine the mummy and Ben Helsing were actually, you know, good. And that's a very accurate quote. And I also like Matt Fraction's quote. If, if we're, if we're going to drop quotes, Matt described it as my kind of glorious pulp epic. Awesome. So, awesome. I, you know, it's really flattering to have people like that. Oh, definitely. Quote. Definitely. So awesome. Thank awesome. You. Well, thank you very much. That, uh, the link for that oh. is lost. No, just... <laughs> oh no! There we go. All right. So the uh, the link for uh, for Steve's Athena Voltaire and the Volcano Goddess uh, project is on uh, Kickstarter.com, and I will post that to the uh, to the show notes um, because or you or you can just do a search for Athena Voltaire Kickstart and uh, and you'll get to it. But uh, right now, uh, of his $7,000 goal, he has uh, $6,535 pledged with 36 days to go. So, yeah, this thing's getting getting done. And, oh, yeah. Um, and so the whole idea of this is basically you get charged only if, if the project goes forward. And... Um, and 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 so like a ten dollar uh, pledge gets you your name printed in the acknowledgement sections uh, a section of the book. Um, you also get um, access to the uh, Athena Voltaire production diary, and there's a PDF edition of the uh, of Athena Voltaire and the Volcano Goddess. Goddess. Um, as you get to twenty five dollars or more, you get a limited edition sketchbook. Um, you get your name in the you know basically all of the above plus. And then mm-hmm. same kind of thing, $35 or more, you get um, the Barnstormer reward. And, um, and, and again, all kinds of cool stuff. And you get like, you, you know, as you, as you pledge more, you get like sketches. Uh, I think a couple of them even include, even include original pages. Yeah. And, um, and there's like a hardcover and it's very cool. It's, uh, you know, and, and, it, and again, you're supporting good art. You know, and uh, and we need to do that. And you know, another example that that I that I didn't even think of is is if you were a fan of of uh, Dave Stevens, The Rocketeer, St- Steve's Steve's doing doing that kind of stuff. So so you you got to check it out because it's it's awesome, and 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 people need to check out awesome stuff. Yeah, it's really as simple as that. Speaking of awesome, <laughs> you you you. Yeah. Talk- I'm segueing that. <laughs> Got you, Scott. Oh, <laughs> what the what? Um, you also t- uh, had an opportunity to talk to Casey Carlson. Oh, yeah. How did that I come about, Matt? That was a complete chance. <laughs> I was uh, going to in talk. In the stall next to him. Huh? In the stall next to him in the bathroom. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I was uh, going over to talk to uh, Jeff and Phil Moy. And asked to see, asked if they had time for an interview, and uh, they were both busy with sketches. 
But uh, Jeff said, eh, if you want to talk Legion, talk to this guy. And then <laughs> the the gentleman standing right next to me was none other than Mr. Casey Carlson himself. Nice. And yeah, he is the nicest guy. And we, well, we may have, we chatted, recorded for about 10 minutes. We must have talked for half hour 45 minutes nice and and then i kept running into him across around the con and speaking of steve bryant i went over to talk to steve again and uh casey and was talking to him and with him was his wife johanna and who does comics worth reading yep comics comics worth reading.com and he introduced me to her, and we chatted for a bit, and they are both just the nicest people in the world. Awesome. All right, let's hear a little bit about what Casey had to say, and he had quite a lot to say. And, oh, and this yeah. is only, um, and we're only scratching the surface here, so there we go. <laughs> I'm here with Casey Carlson. How are you doing, Casey? I'm doing fine. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great, thanks. And it was a chance meeting. I walked over to the Jeffrey and Phillips Philip Moyes area, and... Jeffrey introduced me to KC's. Uh, you're a longtime fan of the Legion, right? Oh, absolutely. I was one of the first series I started reading back in the, as a kid, so I was been a fan since the early adventure days. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was uh, just over talking to Paul Levitz, and a guy was having super the Legion number 37 signed of the post uh, post John the John Byrne crossover. And I said that was my first issue, and he said that made him feel old. Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, what, part, what drew you to the Legion originally? I don't really know exactly. I think it'd be. I, I've always liked team books for one thing, and I, you know, in the in the the, the, the appeal of uh, you know kids in the future, and uh, they all had their own individual superpowers and costumes and planets, and there was all this mythology to it. I think that's what drew to me. I was, I I came to comics as kind of like a list maker. I mean, I really liked the the kind of things that you know the the series that you <laughs> could sort of index. Right. And, you know, kind of really get into, and you know, and that's why I learned things by writing them down. So it's like I used to make all these lists of all the Legion planets, oh, and, yeah. you know, who lived where, and you know, <laughs> what the name of their parents were, and, you know, all the all the minutiae stuff. Yeah, definitely lots of stuff to catalog there. Yeah. Did you have any favorite characters? Um, I liked all of them pretty much. It's odd though because I I'm very rare in Legion fandom apparently because. I never liked Superboy that much mm. in the Legion. I always thought, like, well, he had his own book, you know. He didn't really need to be here. And there were guys that duplicated his powers. And it's like, you know, Mark Wade and I have almost gotten a fist fights a couple of times. <laughs> saying, oh, no, you know, the Legion's only work when Superboy is in it. And I'm like, no, I beg to differ. <laughs> so. and yeah, that's kind of because he took him out of the Legion twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, do you have any favorite Legion stories? Oh, Jeez. Yeah, I mean, it might be easier to ask which aren't your favorite. Yeah, I mean, the, the first Mardu story, obviously. Oh, I mean, yeah. Everybody talks about that one. Um, I tend to like the goofier ones, the stuff I like. I like the, you know, the Legion baby stories. And, oh, yeah. You know, the, the silly ones, the super pet stories and things like that. I mean, the epic storylines, I mean, Sun Eater and, you know, classic stuff. Um, more modern era. I mean, pretty much anything Paul did. I mean, the you know the Great Darkness Saga. Yeah. I also liked. Uh, I think my favorite story of Paul's was uh, Conspiracy. Oh yeah. Because uh, that was one of the few, and I told Paul this once. Uh, one of the few stories that I didn't figure out 
in like part one, you know, I didn't right. know what was going on. And he, you know, he, he actually kept it a really good mystery for a while. Right, definitely. And put the pieces together for a while, so I thought that was a really good, nice puzzle story. Definitely. Yeah. And are you still still keeping up with the Legion? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. It's been tough the last couple of years because there hasn't been a lot, <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I'm, uh, I was a huge fan of uh, Legion of Three Worlds. I, right. mean, I was like, I'm disappointed that Jeff is not able to do more Legion stuff because I was really looking forward to see what he could do with mm-hmm. it, but it's like... I understand, you know, it, it was when Paul became available, it was like, well, you know, well. Right. You know. If you can't have Jeff yeah. Johns, Paul Levis yeah. is a nice, nice I think so, too. I'm really excited about Paul coming back as well. And it's like, you know, and I'm hoping at some point, you know, Jeff's schedule opens up and, you know, the, you know there's room enough for everybody to work right. Legion. Can at least an annual or something. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, have you seen any of uh, Yodere's art for the new series I at all? I haven't yet. Oh. I'm kind of, I'm kind of I, I like to be surprised. Oh. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm not one of these people that look out, you know, go out of their way to find advanced right. information on them. I'm like, you know, surprise me, you know. I'll, I'll wait until see what it looks like yeah. when, it, when it's he, in my hands, you know. He's been posting some sketches and stuff that he's done on oh, Twitter cool. and it looks awesome, mm-hmm. so I'm definitely excited for the for the new stuff. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Is he is he doing anything with the the costumes? Is he redesigning stuff? It looks like uh, he's more or less keeping the designs, the Gary Frank designs, oh, okay. but doing little little okay. tweaks to make yeah. him his own. It, how long were you writing the Legion? Oh, I didn't write the Legion. I was editing. Oh, edit, editing right, Legion. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. I edited Legion for I guess. About six years. Six years, yeah. wow. And in, that, yeah, the early 90s. Uh, and that, that's a, a time that uh, some Legion fans aren't always the <laughs> fondest of, yes, to I'm, put it lightly. I'm well aware, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I just recently reread the entire post-Zero Hour series, and I found it a lot more enjoyable now than when I originally read it. Okay. I think I was reading it, reading it with uh, new eyes, definitely. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that myself. I mean, it's because it's hard. It's it's interesting when you're working on comics and, and actually editing comics because as you're making them, as an editor, you tend to read them like five mm-hmm. or six times, and you, you know you become very familiar with them at the time. But then you have the next issue comes along and the next issue, and then the older issues just kind of fall out of your brain at some point. And it's like. Wow, I don't really remember a lot of this stuff. I could tell you anecdotes about what happened while we were putting this issue together and stuff like that, but sometimes the storylines get lost. So I'm actually going to sit down very soon right. and reread the whole thing. And, and 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 actually, I have not read any of the Dan and Andy stuff yet oh, either. Wow. So I need to. I'm. I got some catching up to do myself. Yeah, so. that, that's some very yeah, good stuff. I've heard. If you can, if you can track it down. Yeah. No, I have it all. I've been buying them all. I, yeah. uh, just haven't got a yeah. chance to just read it. Just haven't read it. Out. It's, there's a lot, a lot of things to read. Out exactly. There, days, so. How did you uh, get approached to edit the Legion? Was it your massive, <laughs> massive catalogs of Legion knowledge? Pretty much. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I was, I was actually in the DC offices working in a different capacity. In um, in 1989, hmm. when uh, the five years later started, oh, yeah. so I was there for the transition from Paul's last issues into Giffen and the beer bombs and stuff. So I was I was next door to Mark Wade's office. Mark was editing that book at the time, and so Mark knew that I was a huge Legion mm-hmm. fan, and so he would share stuff with me, and we'd talk about things. As it, so I actually kind of watched it happen and whatever, and then uh, for one reason or another, I left DC for a time, and then um, Mark. Mark was uh, off the book shortly thereafter, and then they went through a couple of editors that um, I guess DC 
weren't really happy with the way that the Legion was proceeding mm-hmm. at that point, and so they, they actually called me specifically. You know, it was like, you know, I didn't get a chance to add it the first time that I was there, and I really wanted to, so the opportunity came to, uh, Michael Yuri decided to, mm. to leave and go off staff, and so um, they called me and they said, you know, there's only about 10 guys in the country that, you know, actually know all this stuff, and you're one of them, you want to come back and edit the Legion. I was like, yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and all of your childhood knowledge finally paid yeah, exactly. off. exactly. So, yeah. I, I wish that would happen for me yeah. once in a while. Uh, no, most of the people in D.C. knew that I was a big Legion fan, because I was constantly kibitzing them during the first round of stuff, and so they they knew, they were aware that... And I knew the stuff and wanted to shot at it, I guess. So. <laughs> That's very cool. And you have an interesting uh, series of articles that you write for Westfield Comics. Uh, can you tell people where they can find those? Um, no, actually. I don't know where the web uh, uh, is. Just, uh, just, just Google uh, uh, Westfield, uh, Westfield Comics and, and go to the blog section mm-hmm. and uh, look for uh, you know Casey's comments or whatever. I mean, I do... Three monthly, three week, three weeks out of every month, I do a column for Westfield. Um, I'm also occasionally doing things for uh, Comics Worth Reading, which is my wife's website. Uh, I do occasional DVD reviews there and some occasionally some commentary. Um, and uh, I may have some other things later on this year that I can talk about. Very cool. I uh, really enjoyed the article article you wrote about your time working at the Westfield store in the oh, yeah. in the warehouses and all yeah. that. No, I really like doing those articles. Like, um, I've been working in comics since uh, the early 70s when I was 14 years old. I, wow. If you, if you read that article, and I worked in distribution. I did a lot of things on the business end before I actually got into editorial and the creative end of the business. So I know a lot of different angles of how the business works, and so it's... it's I've, yeah, growing up in the business and, you know, you know, always been a part of it one way or another and just really enjoy it. Very cool. Well, uh, thank you very much for your time, and I hope you have a great rest of the show. Thank you. You too. No problem. <laughs> All right, so speaking of some of the cool people that you got a chance to talk to, you also had an opportunity to speak to the two people who are doing the best run of, of Titans books out there right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, awesome. uh, so Art and Franco, what did Art, you know, how did, how did, uh, how did you get a chance to, to talk to them? Were they, were they busily sketching out in, uh, in Artist oh, Alley? Saying they were busy is an understatement. The second they'd arrive at their table, they were swamped. So basically I just had to chat with them as they were doing the commissions for me. Very cool. Very wow. cool. And, uh, what? If I can ask, what's he charging for sketches now? Because he used to charge like a very little, but I imagine his uh, price has a, gone up. Since... A buck. Still doing them for a buck? Still no, doing them for a buck. See, wow. see, guy wins an Eisner Not Award. That. Does it go to his head? No. Ooh. There you Classy. go. Quality. Lo- love him. Love him. Yeah. And, and the the story about the story that Franco tells about the little girl who was ahead of me in line was is just awesome. Yeah. All right, well, let's let's hear it. So yeah. we'll start with Franco, and then we'll go straight into uh, Art's interview, and then uh, we'll catch up after that. 
Hi, this is Matt here again, and I'm here now again with Franco. How are you doing today? Awesome. How are you? Oh, awesome. Hi, Great. Thanks for asking. How's the con been going for you guys so far? Awesome. <laughs> How about you? It's been going great. I'm tired, but... <laughs> Not me. I'm good. I'm awesome. <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> it, uh... We always say on our show that Tiny Titans is the uh, best Titans book that DC is putting out right now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as I was talking to Art about, he said that it's great because it's fun for all ages. It's fun for the kids, but it's not dumbed down. Lots yeah, of nice little jokes for the adults to appreciate. Yeah, okay. it's, uh, it truly is an all-ages book. Uh, you know, people were kind of skeptical when we when we first came out with it, but uh, it really is an all-ages book. There's like inside jokes, DC inside jokes for like uh, for adults. You know, they'll get it and go, oh yeah, I remember that character. Uh, oh yeah, I remember that that you know, series and stuff like that. But uh, kids uh, don't have any of that baggage, and uh, uh, they're just reading it just on on the pure level of, of uh, what's funny in the book. Yeah, it's uh, our uh, five-year-old friend. It's a favorite thing to read. She has a few of the issues and a couple of the trades, and she reads the covers off of them. So I always have to pick up more for her. Yeah, I just had uh, people that just came up, and their their issue 25 was all stapled together and taped. Yeah, I and saw that. It was, it was the best, yeah, yeah. Was best awesome. kind of thing you could get out of convention. It was awesome. <laughs> And uh, one of the one of my favorite parts of the book is the pet club. So, oh, what, yeah. What is it that you like about the pets? Um, well, I, I can talk about it, but first of all, pet club, they're not allowed to talk about pet club. That's right, so. that's right. Sorry <laughs> for breaking the first rule, pet club. Uh, I'd ask you about the next issue that's coming up that's all about the pet club, but you can't tell me. That's right, yeah. And, uh, so we're a Legion-centric podcast, and we've had Brainiac 5 in the book before, and... Yeah. Yeah. Art says that Brainiac's coming up again in the future. Yep. Are you a Legion fan? Um, I, I was. It just uh, there were so many of them. I just I, I didn't know who was who, you know, because they would always show up. But uh, um, you know, so not not the biggest Legion fan. I know of them, and I I had some of my favorites. Like one of my favorites was always uh, uh, Lightning Lad and, and Wildfire. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like there were just so many. I always got confused. Right. Yeah. That's definitely. Definitely something you hear a lot. What was it about those two that you like? Was it just their designs? Or the yeah, I mean, Lightning Lad was just cool because he could shoot lightning and stuff like that. And, yeah. and Wildfire, it, um, just because he had that, you know, like uh, that welding mask, right, face, right. face mask thing, and you never knew what, you know, what is he under there? What's, what's he got going on? Right. Yeah. Yeah. One of my other co-hosts is a big Wildfire fan, so they'll be excited yeah. to hear that from you. Oh, yeah, man. And well, I thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Oh, no Tell your friend to come to the show, and I'll do a wildfire sketch for him. Will do, will do. <laughs> and uh, where can we find some more information online? Um, Blindwellstudios.com or ArtBalthazar.com or uh, just Google us. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome, sir. This is Matt here at C2E2 getting a sensor ske girl sketch from Art Balthazar. Yeah, Art, man. How are you doing today, Art? I'm doing awesome, fantastically awesome. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> how are you doing, Franco? Awesome. <laughs> uh, Franco's busy at work over next door, but <laughs> hopefully yeah. I'll get to talk to him quick. But, uh, 
Yeah. On our show, we frequently say that you guys do... Uh, Titan Titans. <laughs> yeah, Titans. 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 The, the best Titans book that DC is currently putting yeah, out. That's the only one that you should buy. Exactly. Well, <laughs> the only kids' book you should buy. Buy all DC products. Oh, exactly. Every day, every day. <laughs> Even when they don't uh, have free books and new books at the store, you go and buy, buy DC stuff. <laughs> yeah. You have to. And so you can you can hear there, too, that, uh, that the, the, the guys were obviously very busy, and that's... Uh, oh, Yeah. Again, as it as it should be. Swanky. It's a beautiful thing, and and uh, I believe there's a new Tiny Titans coming out this week as well. Yeah, yeah. Or or was it last week? Uh, I don't <laughs> They're blurring together. Computer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I've been I've been getting caught up on that on that book and trades, and uh, it's it's been it's been a lot of fun. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah indeed. And as I said and as I've said before on this show, and I'll continue to say, their um their Shazam book is is fantastic. And uh and, and deserves all of the props that it's getting and then some because not only do you have the awesomeness of of Art and Franco writing it, but then there's the awesomeness of uh, of Mike Norton doing the art. Oh yeah. No Matt, it's oh yeah. Oh yeah. Or <laughs> or yeah. or awesome. Yeah, awesome. True, true. Our, our, awesome. They say awesome a lot, that's for sure. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> that's fantastic. So um, so yes, they uh, they of course won the Eisner last year for Tiny Titans. And speaking of Eisners, you you talked to a certain Eisner nominated writer as well, and a guy who is no stranger to the Legion and indeed. He's no stranger to rebooting the Legion. Oh, no, not him. <sighs> that sounded like something you would see on, like, a cover from the from the 70s, you know, where you see, like, Darren looking all fearful and, no, not you. No, it can't not, be. Not you. It can't be. No. <laughs> so there, there's no reason to be afraid of this guy. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a it was a great text message to get uh, in the afternoon, where I, uh, where this text message comes in and it just says Mark Wade is awesome, and I thought yeah. at first that this was the new ad campaign. You know, we it had yeah. we Mark had Wade. Mark Wade is evil. Before. <laughs> yeah. What else was he? Irredeemable. What else was he? <laughs> Incorruptible. No, he's Mark 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 Wade is evil. It was one of them. Yeah, that was yeah. the first one. That was for Irredeemable. I don't remember what the one for Incorruptible was. It was basically, yeah, it was basically like, like you know, like Mark Wade is good kind of thing. But yeah, um, yeah, I can't, I, I can't remember what that one was. But anyway, so uh, so nominated, of course, for um, for Irredeemable, and and deservedly so. It's a, oh yeah, it's a hell of a fun book. And uh, I tell you, I'm 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 surprised at how much boom stuff I'm buying. And, uh, you know, for me, it used to be it's like, well, I'll, I'll buy the Giffen stuff, you know, because you, you had the Giffen Demetrius stuff and I would tend to buy those. But uh, but yeah, you know, he he's been knocking it out over there. Boom. He, you mm-hmm. know, aside from from all his editorial duties, like the stuff that he's been writing, you know, you get like Potter's mm-hmm. Field. Oh, yeah. I got the Potter's Field hardcover. Oh, it was just fantastic. And um, and, and you had that, that great Azaketa art in there. And then. Uh, that of course irredeemable, and then of course there's the unknown, 
and uh, and and that's that's uh, I think I think they've just finished the second mini series on that one, or are close to finishing the second mini on that, and um, and see that's kind of going back to that they that that uh, I, I guess like the Hellboy method, right? You know, come out with yeah. with uh, series with of mini series. Yeah, yeah, and I I gotta say I kind of like that. And, awesome. Yeah, and and and. Um, you know the first the first one was it, it was just really good. I think I thought it was a really great premise, um, and uh, and so so just yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those things where we're used to him doing some some great work on things like Flash, and uh, and certainly you know when when he and Barry started the the, uh, the their Legion reboot, you know they really did you know start from scratch, and uh, you know it wasn't a let's see how we can rehash um, you know these these other stories. It was like let's let's do something new with it, and um, and and you know let's see how we can turn that stuff on its ear, and oh Skype falls off boy just fell off. Uh, oh, did he? There Aww. we go. There we go. So uh, so anyway, so uh, always some cool <laughs> stuff from Mark Wade. So let's uh, let's give a listen to what uh, to what he has to say, and here we go. I'm here with the uh, number two Legion fan, as described by Paul Levitz, Mr. Mark Wade. Hi, Mark. How are you doing today? Good. It's, you know, it's funny. I would describe Paul Levitz as the second biggest <laughs> Legion fan. No, that's... You know, I would... I, I would say I'm in a tie with Paul. I'm just going to say, I, I could be mistaken, but I'm gonna, I will not cede the title of first to Paul. I will tie him for it, but I will not cede it. Yeah, I, I'll, get, I'll say that I'd agree with that. First, I want to congratulate you and uh, Peter Krauss for your Eisner nomination on Irredeemable. Excellent book. Thank you. I've been uh, following you for as long as I can remember, and I think Peter thinks about his power of Shazam games. Such a... a Great, he's a great artist, and he deserves some more recognition. He absolutely deserves this recognition. I couldn't be happier for him, yeah. And, uh, oh, and you've been a Legion fan for a long time, oh, yeah. I've uh, seen uh, I've seen online that you've quoted in the past saying your first Legion story was Adventure 353? Yep, that's the one. And, uh, 1967, I was five years old. Wow. Yep, and it was the death of Pharaoh. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a good story to come in on. Yeah. I mean, it was the part two of two, so I wasn't quite sure what was going on or why this was happening, but it, it really left a mark on me. Even at that age, I knew that superheroes weren't supposed to actually die. Right. And the idea that Farrell had gave, gave his life in sacrifice and he didn't come back again to the story, I knew that. I remember that blowing my little five-year-old mind. Definitely, definitely. And what was it about the Legion that, that, that uh, kept you hooked? I, I like the camaraderie. I like the idea that all, that all these people were friends and they hung out. And the fact that they were all sort of vibrant, bright colors, characters with interesting powers. I mean, the, you know, I'm sure other people have said this too, but I think the real appeal of the Legion is always that it's so big that there, there's room for, for someone to be everyone's favorite. Like, it, it, you know, or... or you know, no matter who you are as a reader, there's going to be somebody on that group that you think is cool. Definitely, definitely. And I've heard that a lot this weekend. A lot of people say that. And it's true. I mean, uh, who are your, some of your favorite characters? Uh, in Legion War, I mean, Brainiac 5 is, you know, is maybe my favorite Legionnaire of all time. Uh, Mon-El. I've always oh, yeah. saw a my heart from Mon-El. Frankly, everybody else is a distant second. Right. I've always said about Minel, he's the Superman that, they, that DC actually lets develop a little more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 
but those by far are my two favorite Legionnaires. Yeah, I really like Raider Brainiac Five in the in the three boot. Thank Legion. you. I you know he was so much fun to write. Cause exactly. He's just, he's just you know he's just a complete Asperger syndrome <laughs> guy. You know? that, that's a very good way to yeah. describe him. Yeah. And, uh, what are some of your favorite Legion stories of growing up? Uh, oh, that's easy. I mean, like the very first one with Mordru, the Mordru the Merciful oh, story. Yeah. And still to this day, not only one of my favorite Legion stories, but one of my favorite comic book stories. And the idea that, and I still, I still use this structure in my own stories, sometimes inadvertently or sometimes unconsciously. This idea that, that if you remember the first Mordru story, they meet Mordru, they're freaked out, they're, and it, and it, and it, it really scared me as a kid because of this is Superman scared of this guy. Right. And then they go off and they have a whole other adventure in Smallville. And they've lulled you into forgetting, as they have, that Mordru is still chasing them. And then so they resolve that adventure, and then suddenly they turn the page, and like, oh my god, there's Mordru standing right. there. Cliffhanger, come back next month. And that just made such a profound mark on me when I was a kid. One of the things that I really like about that story is that there was another Mordru story out there that we'll probably that we, never that we, I know. know that I would I chased down when I was a kid <laughs> over looking desperately looking for that first Mordru story that yeah. doesn't actually exist. I when I first became aware of that story, yeah. that was the first thing I did. I went, where can I get more I of this guy? This guy is awesome. I know. It's such a such a badass character and such a weird design for him too. My two favorite villains growing up and to this day two of my favorite villains are the Composite Superman oh, also yeah. has a Legion connection and Mordru and I think the reason is because and it took me years to figure this out but I think the reason is because when I was a kid those are the only two villains that Superman was afraid of. Even Brainiac, even Luther, he wasn't Superman didn't like them but he was not afraid of them. Right. He, he as a Superboy he ran from Mordru and Composite Superman was just beyond powerful. So I, those guys made a huge impression on me. And, uh, you were pretty active in the APAs in, in the yeah, 70s. I was. I joined the, more in the 80s. Like oh, the, the 80s. Interlac and, the, and the basically, you know, for those who don't, let me just summarize real quickly. I mean, APAs were, were amateur press associations. Yes. They were, you know, back before the internet, back before, uh, you know, messages and and, uh, and texting and so forth. The idea was that you get like 20 or 30 Legion fans across the, you know, across the country and every couple of months, you know, you'd write up your own little four or six page fanzine about the mm-hmm. Legion and you'd print up 30 or 40 copies. You'd send them all to a central mailer who would then take everybody's 30 or 40 copies and, and like remix them and recollate them so everybody got one and then send them back out. Yeah. So every so it was like you'd send in your, your zine and you'd get back this big fat interlock every couple of months with everybody's thoughts and everybody's compilations. Yeah. One of our listeners, I think he's the he's the current central mailer of, of Courtney. Yeah. Like Murray Fox, if you, yeah. if you know the name. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, uh, when you when you first started with the Legion, you entered on the editorial side. Yeah. Was the uh, the indexes to your first work on the Legion? I would, yeah, actually, probably so. I mean, actually, that I did the Legion indexes for for Eclipse Comics at the time. Uh, before I started professionally in comics, really, uh, and uh, it was that was a glorious. I spent a month of my life, just a month. That's it. and it was and I got up every morning at the crack of dawn and read and indexed Legion comics and went to bed at night, and it was the greatest month of my life. Yeah, it, was, I, it was awesome. I could definitely do that. It's kind of like what uh, Casey Carlson was talking about earlier. He said that one of the reasons he liked the Legion when he was growing up was because he liked to make lists out of everything. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. And then, so there was that, and then I and then I when I got on staff at, at, at editorial at DC Comics. I started working immediately on Who's Who in the Legion of Superheroes, yes. which at that point I, I came out with the first issue because I think that they 
they were in an editorial transition or something, mm-hmm. and I and Barbara Pisa was writing a lot of it, and uh, and they needed somebody to kind of come along and, and knew the region really that well. And I, I actually wrote a lot of that, the ghost wrote a lot of that as well. And it was fun, right? That was like, that, that's my world. I love the Legion, so. Yeah, I, I carry the, the, the who's who around with me pretty much everywhere. Cause yeah. I've got a, a Legionnaire sketchbook, and yeah. it's perfect for, perfect for, uh, Reference material. Sure. So, and if you if you want the Emerald Empress, just turn. Exactly. You want you want to know which side Theros side is robot. Exactly. Look there. Exactly. Yeah. If you want to sketch a Doctor May of Vale? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, no arm fall off boy in that one. Ah, we were having our time with that one. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I got an awesome arm fall off boy sketch as if he were a He-Man character. Oh, that's very good. I like that. Yeah. And, um, while you were in the editorial side, you had a role in all three of the official Legion reboots. Yeah. And, uh, what can you say about that a little bit? Oh, that, that they were all well intended. I can certainly say that. I, the, you know, the first one was when uh, Paul left the book and they gave it to me as an editor. But I mean, really, I not I had no control. Over it. I'm not saying that Keith didn't do a great job, but this Keith Giffen and Tom and Mary Beerbomb came aboard. And I think the only thing I really did creatively with that was introduce the beer bombs to to Keith uh, and, and and help them get aboard. But really, remember that was a period in which Justice League and all the Justice League books mm-hmm. were the biggest franchise at DC and one of the biggest franchises in comics. And Keith could do no wrong at DC. And basically, they, my my corporate overlords just said to me, "Let Keith do whatever he wants to do." And I thought he did some really revolutionary, groundbreaking storytelling in those books. Unfortunately, I, I think that the audience wasn't ready for it. I think that they were, they were, yeah, he was again ahead of his time with that stuff. So there was that, and then I was, and then once we got to the zero hour stuff, you know, basically we, we spent me, meaning me and editor Casey Carlson and, uh, you know, writer Tom McCraw, we spent, I'm not kidding, like hours and hours and hours and hours over, over weekends, over entire weekends, hanging out at Tom's place in the basement, trying to figure out some way to, to fix the continuity without paving it over. But no matter what we did, there was just no way to do it because the, the, you know, the mandate was you can't use the Superman characters, you know, there's... You know, you can't use any of the 20th century stuff, and it and it was like whatever we did to try to build a new foundation, we were building it on shifting sand. Right, right. So we did what we thought was the the best thing to do at the time, which was just do the, the full reboot. And I like a lot of the stuff we did. I think that first issue, that first origin mm-hmm. story with it, that is mostly comic raw, by the way, is uh, and very little me, is a really well done. Story, yeah, really well done, really well crafted origin story. I, you know, I think that we lost our way pretty quickly with that because the, you know, the, when we started sort of retelling old Legion stories, but with the new cast, that's just, that's a that's a chump game because then you know how these stories are going to turn out, right. and, just, and I don't need to see Starfinger again. So, and, 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 and so that you know that sort of ran out of steam, and then. With the reboot, as it's called, I mean, that was where they they came to us and said, "Look, we really want we really, we feel like we got like one last shot to make the Legion franchise viable, but no one the, like the the rap that the Legion had with fans at that point 
was that it was impenetrable in terms of continuity. Now, that's not really true. Right. right. But it doesn't matter whether it's true or not. What matters is that the fans believed it and the, 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 the wannabe, the, the, mm-hmm. the fans who could be Legion fans, the readers who really wanted as our audience, they wouldn't come near a Legion book. Right. And, I, the, and the proof was in when they launched Legion Number 1 by Abnett Manning, which is a really good comic. Uh, it was a really good comic, and Wizard Magazine got behind it and promoted it a thousand percent. And it was in all—it was like the, the the Legion had never enjoyed that sort of media blitz, press coverage, and that sort of big announcements and stuff. And people forget that. Right. What happened was the book didn't sell any better than it had. Right. And so, and so at that point, we, you know, DC just said, "Look, maybe the only thing to do is just try to try to reboot it right. for the second time in 50 years, see if there's a second way to do it." And so, and that was the, the the charge that was given to, to Barry and me is, Barry Kitson and me was like, all right, pretend like these, you're inventing this stuff for the very first time. And as usual, with that kind of stuff and with some of the other things I did in the in the early part of the, of the aughts, I think that the best response I got was from people who weren't fans but became fans. But there weren't enough of them right. to counterbalance the people who were fans and were just angry. Right. And I think that there were—I mean, there was crossover. There were still plenty of people in the middle who were fans of both and understood that. Look, I'm not trying to disavow what's happened. I'm not, and this is not an ego thing at all. Like I love the Legion more than anything else in the world. Why would I want to pave over these characters that right. I love? Um, but you know, we did the job we were given. Uh, we we was doing okay for a little while, and then. It just, you know, I, I think that what killed us was the lightning saga. Yeah. I had told, uh, what totally killed us is that we were trying to restart the Legion as its own franchise, and then before we got to even in the first year, suddenly the old Legion was showing up in other books, and people got confused about what the continuity was and what are we doing, and that just tanked, that tanked it. I mean, right. I'm not shifting the blame. I mean, I, you know, I would like to think that Barry Kitson and I did some good work on those, on those books, and maybe we didn't, maybe we didn't. Uh, we tried. We tried like hell. Uh, and I'm proud of what we did. And, if it, and, if, and I take responsibility for the fact that if some of it didn't connect with fans, then that's my fault as much as anybody's. But I also, I, I do think that if, you know, if, if it had been clear to the fans that this was a ball legion, right, I think that might have helped a lot. I, I like the, I really like the first story arc, and then when the, when the Supergirl came on, yeah. I thought that was great because I loved her in that book. That, that was a time when Supergirl's own book, I was not definitely not a fan of. We asked for Superboy, and what the, what had happened was, and we they didn't they couldn't tell us this at the time because they weren't being public about the lawsuit mm-hmm. was that you can't yeah they didn't want right. Superboy, but they they offered up Supergirl, and I'm like, well, I'll totally take Supergirl on the leash because I I like that idea that we play it as if she thinks this is all some big dream that she's had. Yeah, that was, that was a great twist. I so love writing that character in that book, and I so think Barry Kitson got such a beautiful quality out of that character. Definitely. And I got a, we got a lot of nice compliments from people at the time saying, that's the Super Bowl I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kitson's version of the character is awesome. The, thing, the, 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 the fundamental thing about Supergirl that sometimes is forgotten is that the one word that is all that you use to describe Supergirl is sweet. That is the and I, and I know that doesn't that's not as sexy in today's grim and gritty, dark, you know, deep cup girl world. I don't care. Then right. then don't then don't do Supergirl. But if you're right. gonna do Supergirl, the thing that you have to remember is she's sweet. Right. And you can't make her slutty and you can't make her a jerk and you can't make her I, if you want to do that, that's fine to do with other characters, but that's not Supergirl. So Anyway, I, I 
know I'm going on and on, and I apologize. Oh, I, no I, problem. I've got a signing I've got to do. No problem. Was there anything else real quickly? Oh, yeah, not right now. But uh, thank you very much, and thanks for taking the time out to talk to us. Anytime, man. I, I, you know, so I, I'm glad to be here, and again, I, I you know, long live the Legion. Thank you very much. So I do find it kind of funny that he says that he is willing to concede that Levitt no, is the... Uh, he's not. He's willing to co co-prize well this is true this is true but but when he says about about the uh about being willing to concede or or, or not willing to concede actually not willing to see yeah. the throne but but he's the one who put that that whole terminology into our heads because mm-hmm. he said it on uh, on his 15 minutes with wade podcast that was a long time ago that's ancient history you can't uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't go by that i mean come yeah, on th- things have now changed there you go yes. speaking of which mark if you're if you're listening more 15 minutes with Wade. We all love it. Oh, yeah. totally. I, yeah. I kept going back and I was like, oh, there's no new ones. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, then again, he's busy Sad writing some books. He's, and, he's, busy yeah. with, he's busy with Boom. So come yeah. on now. Yeah. But it, it's. The man's got to make a living. Absolutely. But I tell you, I, I got I to gotta say, I really, I, I always enjoy that show. And uh, yeah, so, definitely. So you need to know that there's, there's people out here who love it, Mark. So there you go. Um, I like that Mark shouted out Murray. That was awesome. Or that you shouted out Murray and he like, knew who he was. Yeah. Yeah, Murray holding oh, out Murray. on us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Where he's all like, yeah, we go have barbecues with Mark every once in a while. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. You know, he's really oh. good, dude. <laughs> Would any of us have believed Murray? Though? Yeah, me and Mark Wade were tight. You know, we're homies. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling with my homie Mark Wade. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not picturing either of those either guys. Either of them saying that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm uh, rolling with my homie. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I, yeah, I still, I think that the the that the coolest thing would be to have a, um, um, yeah, it, it would always be cool to have him do like a, a stump the subs. Celebrity stump the subs. Celebrity stump the subs. You know, basically a, a an original legion. A reboot legion and a three boot legion question and, and hey, uh, he wrote all three yeah exactly yeah. you know he he had his hands in all of them so uh it'll probably be in the issue i wrote <laughs> 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 ah. and and it's just funny that we talk a little bit about a celebrity stump the subs but um i don't so much have a celebrity stump the subs but i do nonetheless no, no. have a stump the subs course you do this after i'm like you know halfway through my screwdriver <laughs> a little bit a little bit thank you only halfway well second one yeah oh, okay fair enough i'm gonna say okay it's for medicinal purposes it's got the vitamin c it's all good <laughs> it's, it's, yeah yeah i gotta take my medicine <laughs> oh man all right just give me a second to uh, to get to these and, uh, of course, if you have Stump the Subs questions, you can send them to us. at Or you can send them to me for Don't Paul. send them to Darren. Send them to me. Send them to me, my children. Send them to me, because I don't really know what the hell's going on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, send them to Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. And, um, and put in the subject line, Stump the Subs, and we will... Uh, Yes, we will take that. We will take that and ask the questions, and you can win fabulous, Stuff. fabulous prizes. 
<clears throat> and eventually we will get them to you. Indeed. Um, hey, I mailed one out the other day for Mila. She should have it by now. Yeah. Cool. Mila, if you're out there, let me know if you got it or not, okay? And I've I've got uh, I've got X Nile stuff from last week too. So it turns out like you know people <laughs> people are people are winning hit prizes hand over fist stumping the subs. So yeah, seriously, <laughs> gotta come up with a new game or something. <laughs> oh my, we're gonna be bankrupt. All right, yeah. name we'll a legionnaire between we'll be on one to a hundred. <laughs> we'll be on the street with a hat in front of us going, we'll podcast for money. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be wearing a barrel. (laughs) If they're lucky, we'll wear a barrel. Hey, now. Barrel barrel shaped like Fortress Lad. Oh, that would be sweet. See? That would be a sweet barrel. Gotta say. Sweet, sweet barrel. Exactly. All right. Here we go. No. Go away. Not y'all. Cat. Cat alert. Here we go. This one's from Glenn Quagmire. Giggity giggity. Oh, yeah. giggity, giggity. Right. Hi, Glenn. How are you? So he says, I've been enjoying the 80s reviews and looking forward to when you get to annual one. He sent this before we did that episode. Um, <laughs> Too late. He, he said, that. which was my first Legion book. It seems like a lot of us got started right in that same time frame. Um, so the theme is disaster. <gasps> Not disasters. Call Irwin Allen quick. So, question one. Yes, sir. Baghdad, Central City, Coast City, Metropolis, and Star City were all listed as locations which would which would suffer significant casualties in this original Legion disaster. Wow. Hmm. Significant casualties. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Really now? Star City? Okay. It's all the ki- all the kids are taking out Star City these days. Apparently, it's the new <laughs> in thing to do. <laughs> Spoilers for brightest day. Um anyway. Um <clears throat> Um is it the fire bombers from uh Cosmic Boys um parents, the ones who bomb Metropolis? It is not, not really a disaster, more like a terrorist action. <clears throat> it is not. It is not. Oh. Well, okay. So Matt, what is it? Matt, you in for the save? I I can't think of what it is. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Y'all, y'all are going to kick yourself when I... Of uh, course. Yeah, I know. Sun Eater. I, it is... What? Sun Eater. <laughs> it is the destruction of Earth's moon in Legion of Superheroes yep. number 19. Uh, well, that destroyed like half the freaking planet. I mean, come on. But they specifically okay. mention Baghdad, Central Those, City, Coast City, Metropolis, and Star City. Yeah. Um, I, okay. Moving all on. Right. In the reboot, <laughs> yes. name the, the storyline in which Element Lad was tasked to synthesize Tarnium in order to prevent the universe from tearing apart. No, I know that. I've got this one. Well, then you mm. got the save. Let's go for it. Uh, let's, let's see. Uh, widening Rifts. That's correct. From Legion of Superheroes 124, 125, and the final issue of Legionnaires. Um, okay, question number three uh-huh. for the three boot, because three is always for the three boot. You know, I never noticed that before, but yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's uncanny. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Captain uh, Obvious strikes yeah, well, again. Hey, wait, and, so what do we do for retro boot questions? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. see? Not so, uh, not so cocky now, All right, so three big question. In their search for old comics, the Legionnaires were perturbed when EarthGov passed legislation to prevent excavation in this disaster-plagued American city. Name the city. Gotham. My best shot at it. Oh, no, it's not Gotham. Is it San Diego? That is correct. Where else would you San go looking Diego. for old comics? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Even more evidence that it was Earth Prime. Okay. So there we have it. So still getting got closer, Glenn. Getting, yeah, yeah. Got the save, but uh, we always love. Well, I got love... the last one. I changed my mind. So you didn't ask me if that was my final answer. I did. Oh, no, I no, you're absolutely correct. You corrected yourself before I could. Uh, before I could not. And you, you could even tell by the way you said Gotham City. You weren't buying it. Nah. nah. <laughs> I think I was thinking about that Tenzel dig in the, the yeah. Yeah, five years later. Later. I said later. Look at the giant nickel. Yeah, or the giant penny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'd forgotten about that one. <laughs> they excavated that bitch right up, didn't they? Okay. <laughs> you know. That's what the kids are calling these days. Yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> a hole's a hole, kids. There you go. Hey. So. Oh, <laughs> my. That's not what my wish. <laughs> Oddly enough, time to be moving on. Yes, oh, my goodness. Right. What's next? All right, so I, I just have a, a, a message that uh, that I got from uh, from listener Andrew Pellerito, and uh, he's of course Black Scarf on the forums, and he and uh, he just uh, dropped us a line, asked you know just commenting on our uh, April Fool's joke, our substitute squad episode. And I gotta say, I know what you know, you're talking about no clue. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I thought that that aberrant timeline might uh, might draw some uh, some people saying, "What the hell's going on? What are you guys trying to pull?" But uh, but it seems to it seem people seem to have enjoyed the joke. And uh, mm. so uh, Andrew says, "Darn that time trapper! There I was getting some plans together for a Suicide Squad podcast, and he zorched the podcast and trumped me. Where's my time cube? I need to get him back." Great cast. Keep up the good work. Long live the squad. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say anytime you see a guy wearing purple robes, it's pretty safe to just go ahead and punch him preemptively because, you know, <laughs> he, he's going to be screwing with you anyway. So you might as well just get out of the way. He was oh, a man. time trap for a Mason. So either way, get him. Yeah. Get you him. don't know who I am, dude, but I got to take you out anyway. Sorry. Exactly. So, hey, uh, just speaking of a former guest on the show, uh, Francis Manipal, his first issue of hey. The Flash came out last week. Oh, it was beautiful. Oh, seriously? Mm-hmm. I it, What a great first issue. Where, I, that, where he deconstructs that car in midair there? Oh. Just fantastic. You, you know, it was just, it was, it was a fun issue. It, um, you know, this, this is what a first issue should be, right? I mean, it, it sets you up. It, it says, here's, here's where you are, you know, here, here's what you need to know and let's go. And, uh, just a lot of fun. I, I just thoroughly enjoyed that book. So, so very cool stuff. So congratulations to, uh, to Francis and to Jeff Johns as well for a great first issue and hope that this is, uh, hope, hope that it's a long run. Here, here. And, um, yeah. Cheers so, to long runs. Indeed. And uh, we, we're going to need to do a State of the DCU again pretty soon because yes. there's, uh, there's doings afoot. We, we've Who's got lots to talk about. That? We've got lots to talk about. Absolutely. So uh, we'll, we'll do that probably probably a few weeks from now, but uh, but we will definitely do that. 
So, Matt, any uh, any closing remarks on C2E2? Oh, it was just a great time, and it was awesome to meet all of the uh, creators and listeners, and I can't wait for my next convention. And that what is that next convention? That is the Summit City Comic Con. Uh, blanking on the dates. I think it's May 21st. It's the um, last weekend in May. Let's check that because this second is to last to, weekend in May. This is yeah. This is brought to you by the folks from uh, Discount Comic Book Service, uh, DCBService.com, and um, this is me trying to stall while I bring up the calendar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's really not working, is it? Um, okay, so that is. I was buying it. <laughs> yeah, that's no, uh, May any. May twenty second. So it's that. Um, is it two days? Or is it just the one? It's just one day. Yeah, so that's May 22nd, the Saturday. And uh, that is in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Grand Wayne Center. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds like a lot of It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. It's it's going to be a real art show. And uh, and you got a lot of really great artists there. You have to tell us if the bathrooms smell so we can compare and contrast. <laughs> so. Indeed. And I don't mean normal bathroom smells. I mean smells. Yeah. Hmm. Well, the the ones at McCormick Place smelled fine. <laughs> well, <laughs> there good. you go, folks. So if you're looking at uh, at a show next year, it looks like uh, like because uh, I'm gonna I can only assume that 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 uh, the C2E2 this is this is the only the first of many, and because uh, it it seems to have been uh, seems you know all reports have been that it was a lot of fun. So that's always great. Um, yeah. Dar- Darren, your next con. What's that going to be? Heroes Con in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. That's where I will be the first weekend of June. And that's going to be a really fun show. We're, they're still um, putting new guests up pretty much every day on their website. So Very cool. It's going to rock. I can't wait for it. I'm, I'm, I miss the con atmosphere now that I've been back home for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And if you are north of the border as, as Scott and I are, well, you can come and see us. Well, I mean – you can come and meet up with us. Maybe we'll go for a beer. Maybe we'll go for a beer at the... Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Oh, actually, we've got another one before that. But that same weekend, we will be at the um, at the uh, uh, fan appreciation uh, show. And that's put on by the Hobby Star folks, the guys who put on Fan Expo. And that is going to be at the Metro Toronto Convention Center. And uh, so that is that that the first week did that June fifth weekend, and, <laughs> and Scott um, will be the one wearing orange. Indeed, okay. indeed, and um, and awesome. there and there will be um, Legion artists like Chris Sprouse and um, and Barry Kitson there. Yeah, and oh, yeah. Um, among lots of other talent. And hey, we just talked about uh, speaking of other former uh, crap uh, former Legion <laughs> artists. Um, sorry, just spilled uh, <laughs> crap. Just spilled a little beer. It's mm. all good. Oh, alcohol abuse. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's never a good thing. Um, all right. So, um, yeah, Francis Manipole will be there as well. And um, and uh, it just it sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, but that is not the next con that we're going to be at, because before that, we're going to be at the Toronto Comic Arts Festival. And we forgot to mention this one last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, also known, yeah. See, mm. see. Also known as TCAF. Uh, a lot of great, a uh, lot of great artists going to be there. Uh, Jeff Lemire, who uh, it was just announced, is going to be um, doing the uh, the new Adam book. Well, the new Adam uh, feature, anyway. I, I think it's going to be a, a co-feature in Adventure Comics. 
um, after a one-shot special. So Jeff Lemire writing that with uh, Mahmoud uh, Azrar. Mahmoud. Mahmoud Azrar. Um, he's, he was going to be doing the art on that. And um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And so, yeah, Jeff's going to be there. Matt Kint's going to be there. Um, it's like Mocha in Canada. Yeah, basically. Uh, Daniel Corsetto. Um, who else? Who else? Oh, God. Paul just... Pope, Ficaro Kershaw. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Stewart. Matt, did you say Matt Kent? I said Matt Kent. Oh, yeah. Matt yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, so... I'll start the folks. Yeah, and uh, yeah, definitely a, a very cool show to check out. And uh, so, so, so we'll be we'll be there as well. And hey, so if you want to meet up for a beer there, we're good for that too. In fact, mm-hmm. what you really want to do is meet up with us for sushi on that one. Oh, you can eat sushi, baby. Oh mm. yeah, I, I drove by there the other day. It was. Did uh, you? Oh yeah. It's a beautiful. Thing. And your colon clenched. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though, the uh, the, uh, the 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 all you can eat sushi place near the uh, near the place that they have tea calf is fantastic. So um, too yeah. much fun, man. Indeed, indeed. So uh, hey, people asked us at Super Show, you guys get along. You guys do such a great podcast together, and it's really swell. Listen to y'all. And the secret is alcohol, people. Okay, <laughs> mm. just just telling you now. Dude, we can't talk to each other unless we're at least can. slightly buzzed. So you know, oh, we're we're Canadian. That's just what we do. It's beer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, beer time. <laughs> nothing, nothing. Oh, uh, Daniel Close also going to be. Yes. At, uh, Thought I said that, but okay. Maybe you did. It's entirely possible, but of course, there's there's beer involved. So there's the knows, beer. So there you go. Um, Charles Bass. Oh yeah, damn! How did I forget that? Yeah. Uh, James Sturm. Uh, let's see who else. Who else? Just it, it's crazy. It's crazy who's gonna be. There. Lots of web comics guys. Jeffrey <laughs> Roland. Uh, Danielle's gonna be there. Yeah, I, I mentioned her. Yeah. Uh, Dash Shaw. So Dash Shaw was at C two E two. Very cool. Very cool. And um, oh, yeah. yeah, Dash Shaw. Um, gosh, um, I've mentioned I Daniel Close, Eric Kim, uh, Hillary Young, um, Jason Turner, Brad McKay. Who? That guy. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, Scott, that guy. Um, I totally, I don't even know what you're talking about. So that's okay. Kate, Kate Beaton, Andy Brown. Um, Michael Cho from Transmission X, uh, Rob Kogler, Kogler also Jim from Transmission X, Josh Cotter. Josh Cotter, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see, who else? Who else? Evan Dorkin. Awesome. Uh, let's see. I'm just going down the list. Tom Fowler. Yeah. Mysterious, baby. Sorry. Jamie McKelvey. Awesome. Faith Aaron Hicks. Hmm. Um, is Jim Rugg going to be there again? I don't know. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna scroll down there. I because I, I know I picked up his uh, one of his Afro Diziac mini comics uh, last time. He's on the list. Yeah, Jim Rugg. Um, of course, Chris Pitzer from Madhouse Books will be there. Uh, Ramon Perez from uh, Transmission X. Um, Nate Powell. Uh, oh gosh. 
See, it's just it, it's it's crazy the amount of talent Cam that's going to be in that room. Cam Stewart, yeah. Jay um, Yeah, Jay Stevens. How cool is that? I love Jay Stevens. I love his stuff. Seriously. Uh, Jay Torres. He's, he's the one that paints, that uh, did my avatar on the CGS board there. Oh, is that mm. right? I did the, not. The monkey holding the truck, that, that's him. Oh, that's cool. I changed it. It was a banana truck, but I changed it into a beer truck. But other than that, <laughs> it's awful. Um, Eric White, mm. uh, Jim Woodring, uh, Chip Zdarsky, Jim Zubovich. Ah, Chip. It, it, the it, chipper. Even if you're not on this side of the border, this is a show you got to come up to. And then, of course, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the. Uh, uh, so that's that's in May. Then in June, free admission also. Matt, yes, Matt, you're closer. Wow. You can go for me, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Kalman oh. Andrasovsky. <laughs> yeah, just just unbelievable the amount of talent going to be at this show. So that's Larry that's Carter. May eighth and ninth. Larry Martyr. David Melky. Oh, David Melky's awesome. And and you know yeah, what? We're 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 saying these names, and there's like tons of people that we that, that we haven't even got to. Like uh-huh. it, it is an insane list, and uh, and so that's what's going to be at this one. Chester Brown. It's in a, it's in a library. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, so it's cool. in the, in the Toronto Reference Library, and which is just the absolute perfect venue for it. And. Um, yeah, yeah, well worth checking out. So, so there's that one in May, and that is May eighth and ninth, and um, then that's the, not too far away. Dang, I know, I know. Seriously, right? Um, oh, May eighth and ninth. Yes, yes. We gotta make. Oh, freaking Mother's Day. Damn. You gotta make some plans there, brother. Seriously, yeah. Oh, mm. that that weekend was looking to fill up pretty quickly. Oh, man, because because yeah, Sunday I'm out because that's Mother's Day, and that'll be oh. Death. Yeah. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Well, then I'm out too. Shit. Okay, so I guess it's Saturday. It looks like it's Saturday, dude. <laughs> All right. So, um, so there's that, and then of course in June we have uh, we have uh, the aforementioned uh, Fan Appreciation Day at the Toronto uh, Metro Toronto Convention Center, and then oh. at the end of August we're going to be at uh, Fan Expo. Fan Expo. And uh, lots, of, you know, they haven't announced the full guest list. We know of a few people who are going, and. Uh, and that's it's going to be, be awesome. Cool. The CGS guys are going to be there. That's right. That's right. And um, we're going to be there. Exactly. I'm going to be there. Awesome. Yeah. Do you so. know where you are now, though? <laughs> what? Shut up. <laughs> you, know, you know what else is on this Saturday of uh, TCAF? What? Roller Derby. Mm. Oh, man. So I'm going to have to. Well, I'm going to go straight from there to roller derby. That's awesome. <laughs> that is a good day. That is a, good day. a very good day. Indeed. The roller derby is in Kitchener. For this, uh, that, that time. That's so the, uh, something. So. Oh, center. All right. So anyone got anything else? No. I think now that we've told you how you can stalk us. Now that, now that this episode's been all about Matt, dear God. That's why we had That's to... Yeah, I do a lot of stuff at the end. Yeah, that's yeah. why we had to read the entire guest list of uh, <laughs> to fill up the, an hour, right? Oh, there you oh, go. Canadian content. We had to do it for our laws appearance. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> for the podcast to air in Canada, content. content. Yeah. There you go. And y'all are like reading off the guest list for your shows. I'm like, yeah, there'll be people that hear us. Con. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Some guy and a dude that does stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 
Buzz is going to be there, and Rob Liefeld's going to be there. So I'm guessing it's going to be a three-round match, no holds barred, cage fighting. So you know, Woo-hoo, I'll be fine. Cool. I'll be fine. <laughs> Them and 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 is the man with the yellow hat going to tag in? I don't know. Probably. Probably. <laughs> All right. Uh, comments, as always, are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can also join us on the forum. That is forum.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com and uh, join in the conversation over there. Uh, you can follow us on the Twitter. Mm. We are LOSP Podcast. And we are on the Facebook, and that is Legion of Substitute Podcasters. Just do a search for it. That's us. And actually, I got to mention uh, Interlac on, uh, online. Um, there oh, is, yeah. Yeah, I signed up for that today. Yeah, uh, yeah in, Interlac, the Legion Online, um, and uh, they actually had commented on one of that. I found out about it because someone commented on one of the uh, threads on our website at legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. See, you post stuff there, and, and we read it, and then we want to check it out. So um, It gets no notice, baby. Exactly. Yeah, and so, uh, so yes, uh, that is uh, put together. Kale Hearn is one of the guys who put that together, and he actually uh, gave us a, a little... Uh, a little tag to talk a little bit about our show, and I thought that was really cool. And um, and then Bill Alger game uh, joined in and said some very nice things about us, and you gotta love that. So that is on the Facebook. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble, and we will head back to the 21st century. And um, we'll see you all next week. Discount comic book service this April. Oceanverse number three. Oceanverse chronicles the adventures of pulp hero Clayton Hemmings and his hand-picked crew aboard the Red Herring, a submarine in search of the mysteries of the sea. Oceanverse number three contains two fun stories and one exciting book. Red Herring pilot B.R. Cooper has a ghostly encounter in the air, leading to a fateful race under the sea. Then, the Herring gets a few unexpected visitors. Will tentacles and evil coral spell the end for our crew? Written and illustrated by Michael Schwartz, Oceanverse number three also contains a pinup by Katie Cook. 24 pages of crisp black and white art. Oceanverse number three's regular price is $3.50, but on DCBS this month, you can get it for $2.27. That's 35% off. Missed out on Oceanverse number one and number two? No problem. They're both on DCBS this month. Number one is $1.95, and number two is $2.27. Place your order this month, April 2010, on DCBService.com. Oceanverse, a universe of adventure under the sea.